Welcome to the Last Action Heroes podcast, a celebration of all the kick-ass, greased-up muscleheads who continually save the world from ultra-evil bad dudes. If you've never listened to our podcast before, then here's how it works. Each episode, we pick an action hero before ranking them on our five categories. These are style, charisma, nemesis, action set pieces, and the film that they're featured in. At the end of the podcast, we tally up our numbers to find out where they land on our ultimate action hero leaderboard. This episode, we're rating Harley Quinn from her 2020 film, Birds of Prey, and the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn. After a rough breakup from Mr. J, Harley finds herself once again alone in Gotham City. Unfortunately for Harley, her newfound single life leaves her vulnerable, no longer protected under the umbrella of the J-Man's power, and it turns out that Gotham is a scary place full of crooks and villains out to get her. For the next hour and 40 minutes, we'll join Harley as she once again discovers herself discovers a quad of a squad of kick-ass women and discovers that with a little bit of girl power perhaps she's a lot stronger than she realized with an assault of colorful violence glitter fashion and loud ass music this episode we'll be spending the next 90 minutes of our lives living our best life with harley quinn to find out if she is our ultimate last action hero hit us with the intro in a world of relentless cinematic action where violence is the only language and only the baddest survive. Four friends, a hard-boiled cop. It's gonna be a really crummy day. A fearsome pirate. In every film he's in, he's always busting someone's balls. A vengeful ninja. Self-driving as well, it's like, suck on that, Elon Musk. And a streetwise renegade. I hated this film so much, I haven't actually seen the ending. Will be united by cinematic fate. Their mission, to search for the meanest, sexiest, and coolest ultimate action hero in The Last Action Heroes Podcast. Yo, and here we are again. Fancy seeing you guys here. <laughs> it's been um, a while. Yeah, it has. We should yeah, do this again been, more often. It's been about a month. Uh, so joining me on this podcast this month, we have the J-Man himself, Jesper. <laughs> <laughs> nice. We have Bjorn of Prey. It's not a bow and arrow, it's a fucking crossbow. <laughs> <laughs> and we have Harley Dan. Oh, boo-hoo. and i'll be your host the fantabulously emancipated leon (laughs) leon sionis don't don't know what i was gonna say but uh, the fantabulously something uh before we jump into our first category a quick reminder to hit us up on social media we're on twitter instagram and facebook and we'll leave links to our uh in the show info but more importantly we would love a little rating or even better a review on your podcast player please so let's jump into our first category Style. So, you think you've got style? And what I want to know is what were your first impressions of Harley Quinn when this cartoonishly Brooklyn accented punk pop fashionista first burst onto the screens? Like this film lands with an explosion of attitude, right? (laughs) Yeah, completely. The thing I really love about her is just 
everything is unashamedly her like <laughs> she's just so creative and expressive and it's just all like just all her world and it's yeah you're sucked right into it it's fucking yeah. great <laughs> i also love that she narrates her own film yeah, yeah. Which yeah. Is awesome. yeah. An interesting theory I saw is that uh, although she narrates her film, given that she's a bit mental, uh, it makes her a bit of an un- un- unreliable yeah. narrator. So you never know, know if she's actually telling the truth, and it's why she kind of jumbles everything up as well. Yeah, yeah I read a theory that in the police shootout scene, you know, when she's like shooting glitter, there's actually blood, and she's actually killing all these cops. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I, I didn't know, know that. But that's that awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't buy into it, but I'm but I'm but I'm sure we'll get into that. Uh, I prefer the fabulous on. version of it. Yes, exactly. All the color and glitter and everything like that. <laughs> yeah. That gun, though, that that gun is fucking ace. The fun, the fun gun. gun. Yeah, fun gun. <laughs> parental so advisory good. written down the side. <laughs> what I like about it is she just loads it up, but it almost feels like you never know what's going to come out of it. Because every time she fires, <laughs> yeah. it's a beanbag or it's paint or it's glitter. It's just like whatever comes out of it. It's great. Yeah, it's awesome. She's, and kind she's of got the f- colorful carnage she leaves. Uh, she leaves <laughs> behind. It's like like. Yeah, anyone with small kids, whenever they bring out their colours and their glue sticks and everything like that, like that's exactly what happens. Like glitter and colour, like all over the place. You like, know? A, so, yeah, like a I little pop princess. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. Who's going to break your fucking face? Yeah. <laughs> break your fucking face tonight. Um, when she blows up the chemical plant as well, there's all the like the, the beautiful colours and smoke yeah. and fireworks going off. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> Uh, I think, you know, she is style. I mean, she mm. is, you know, she's definitely found exactly what, you know, what her unique style is. And it is exactly, it is so colorful and it is so sane and it is so unexpected. Like, like she has the most amazing costumes. Like there's this oh, one yeah. she has pretty early on in the, yeah. in the movie um, where she's, she's, she's like wearing these colorful pom-poms type things. She like, it's all cuts, like all bits of like cut up plastic that are sort yeah. of down her, yeah. down her sleeves. And I'm pretty sure that some of it is actually, uh, you know, like a police, um, sorry, police barrier yeah, tape that she's sort of cut yeah, up yeah. and everything like that. I just think that's so brilliant. That's so awesome. I what what I love film, about this, go on, Dan, go on. I was going to say, I think this film has the most costume changes in it I've ever seen. In <laughs> I'm sure I counted about 10 different costumes, but you're right. That jacket is amazing. Yeah, like, I wish I could really wear cool. something as cool as that. It's fucking awesome. She reminds me of like, a, a couple of us here have been to art college and um, she looks just like the fashion students, but like better than the fashion <laughs> students. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can imagine everything she has, she cuts up. And she slices yeah. up and restitches in something yeah, else. Like her whole totally. wardrobe is just this awesome, like punk fashion student. And <laughs> I think it's also quite cool that it's not just her, you know, her dress sense that sort of very, uh, sort of very uniquely her. Like her whole body is her canvas, and she's got these yeah. little tattoos yeah. uh, in her face and on her legs and on her chest and on her fingers and everything like that. And and they're all like stuff she's probably done herself. And yeah. Um, and yeah, like they're all full of these little details and storytelling which i think is brilliant like again yeah. she is style like every yeah. part of her is i style. think they're also though they're almost like a a symbol of physical scarring from her bad mm. breakup now you know there's something she'll carry with her until she can afford to get them especially the one against, that like she's got the little heart on her cheek but then underneath it says rotten rotten yeah and that's yeah. kind of like yeah, a yeah, self-scarred her tattoos change during the course of the film so like they yeah you know, yeah there is again like early the, on in the movie yeah. Yeah, she's uh, you know she's sitting like in her flat she's throwing stuff at the uh, picture putting uh, Mr. J whatever she um, whatever she calls him and then she's Mr. J Mr. J <laughs> and then she's uh, covering or re-tattooing her uh, re-tattooing herself so I think what is it uh, put 
Putin becomes Putin Cup, and uh, yeah. the J she kind of crosses out and turns it into a mermaid or, or something like that. So that so that takes some some dedication to be tattooing yourself. I think. Is she tattooed yeah. herself or is she just sticking up my biro? I can't remember. Like, oh, she's, she's tattooing herself. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like prison style tattoos. <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you know what? You know what? She she she. I mean, she kind of dresses like she's going to a rave, which is kind of fitting because her life is like one big rave. Like, yeah, you know, like, like in her party. mind, like one big party, like colors and lights and sound going on like everywhere. So yeah, so she's, you know, she's she's like the cool raver. Uh, I think. Yeah. I do really like how this film is a young woman trying to get her life back in check. And mm. she's going on almost those like sort of all night benders and these binges <laughs> and trying to reestablish who she is in her <laughs> style. And like, yeah. there, there is quite a nice story here. I think it's quite kind of interesting, actually. I mean, this this might be something that's more charisma, but you're saying she's trying to reestablish a star, but I almost feel like actually she's trying to establish a star because before she was this person, before she was with Joker, she was someone else completely. So this is yeah. the first time she's actually on her own in this persona. So really it's almost like a, uh, a voyage of discovery. Like, who am I as this personality? Who am I as this person? Mm. Yeah. I, I was just thinking of like when you said she's, you know, she's, Oh, I can't remember what you said something about admitting that she's breaking <laughs> up with listening. the joke yeah, sorry. <laughs> I've actually got you on mute um, <laughs> but that bit in the bar where she's with the canary and, and she's like you know I'm on my own for the first time and then she turns around and she's like it's great and her eyes are just yeah. full of tears <laughs> like, yeah. like I, I can handle this yeah. <laughs> pull it together Harley yeah <laughs> I also like that she's got a pet hyena <laughs> I was, was going to say yeah that she gets fucking amazing points for that just on its own. How many other heroes do you know who have an amazing like pet Apparently, sidekick? In the comic books, she has two, but they could only afford to animate they one. Afford the one. <laughs> so, well, yeah. she's only got the room for one in her apartment. It's yeah. animated yeah. so well. Yeah. Like, it's great. really you. You wouldn't tell. You know what actually blew my mind? That it's actually a big German shepherd that's kind of body dub body doubling for it, and then there's CG um, <laughs> uh, sort of sort of. CGing it over uh, to when you become said a hyena. I thought you were going to say it's like a German shepherd just like acting and I was like it fucking looks like a hyena, like a hyena. Bit, great acting, makeup yeah. job yeah. Yeah. exactly the exactly. dog's like what's my motivation <laughs> exactly did anyone I don't catch do I, hyenas, darling. I couldn't figure out what she said like the hyena's called Bruce and I'm guessing it's because of Bruce Wayne yeah she said yeah, I named it after that hunky Bruce Wayne, Wayne guy Oh, yeah. after that hunky, hunky Wayne, Wayne guy, guy. I can yeah. catch yeah. that. Yeah, exactly. And I think she even has at some point, um, she has a, is it a tattoo or a little necklace that actually says Bruce? Oh, uh, no, it's a dog tag that says Bruce yeah. as yeah. well. So, oh, she yeah. loves her little Brucey. <laughs> I love that she's fucking tough as nails as well. Yeah. Like an absolute hard ass. You, like they sort of try and present her as this, you know, weak party girl who's just lost the crush of her life and then when the action starts she's a vicious little shit like no stopping her at all give her a baseball bat and that is it you are fucked yeah. within the first four minutes of this film she's jumped on a guy's legs and loudly broken them there's this yeah. massive crack and just not given a fuck I love that like, she's wow. loving it that, yeah. was, that, I mean, that was my intro the way she delivers that like, oh boo hoo like when yeah. you're crying I'm just like oh, that's fucking amazing yeah. this film hates legs as well yeah. doesn't it it really does this this film really also does. hates and men. Balls. Yeah. Which yes. I quite yeah. like about it. <laughs> yeah, and balls, yeah. There's so many ball kicks in this film. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Oh but to be God. fair, there's tit punches as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right in the tit. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
it, maybe it's an action scene as well, but I think it introduces her nicely, so I'll mention it. I really like where she's talking about who she is and how she's finding herself, and you see that scene of her doing a roller derby. <laughs> <laughs> and she's just this brutal little blonde tearing through the pack, like elbows and knees and yeah. smashing yes. people into the wall. Uses her butt to bash someone into the side. Yeah. <laughs> and just yeah. gleefully laughing the whole time. Like, this is so much fun. I love that laugh she does. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. <laughs> and also the way that she talks as well like it's that you know cartoonishly I mean, brooklyn yeah cartoonishly yeah, yeah. brooklyn yeah <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Um, and it's like yes it might get annoying but again that's the whole point of harley you know she is this annoying little sister that craves attention that she gets on your nerves especially with her voice but you can't really bring yourself to fully hate her you know um, <laughs> yeah so uh so yeah <laughs> i just think that's brilliant i think just, uh, yeah go on then no go for it man go on. Oh, no, after you. <laughs> no, after you, Dan. After oh, no, you. after you, Dan. <laughs> we'll be here a while. <laughs> Dad, go first. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say, like, you know, going back to, like, some of her weapons and stuff. I just love Oh, well, how... that's not interesting. I should have gone first. <laughs> yeah, that's why I gave you the opportunity to go first. <laughs> after you, Dan. No, after you. <laughs> Something I, about weapons? I was just going to say how... Anyway. <laughs> I was just going to say how amazingly on brand she is with everything. Like all of her weapons are just like colour coded and just, yeah, it's, it's great. Yeah, I liked on the, the butt of the riot gun. It's got that, that old school um, animated Harley Quinn pattern on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think, yeah, 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 really cool. I can't even remember what I was going to say. <laughs> probably oh, no, important. I do remember now. I was going to say, yes, probably not. Um, Beyond her style as well. I think, um, you know, this film's directed by a woman who I'm really, I should have checked out who it was, but mm. I didn't. I just saw it in the credits. Kathy Young, um, is that right? <laughs> yeah, Kathy Young. Awesome, thank you. Now I don't feel so bad. At least one of you paid attention. That's okay, um, we'll edit this part out. <laughs> but um, I think everyone in this film is quite stylish as well and cool. It's not just her. Like, all the other birds of prey who we'll be introduced to, they're all really fucking cool in their own way. Mm -hmm. And even the men and the baddies are quite cool. You know, like the um, the oiled up uh, goons at the end. Mm -hmm. They got the big muscle tops, but they're all wearing quite sort of tight jeans rolled up with high tops <laughs> and stuff. And Ewan McGregor is wearing these kind of like velour or these Hawaiian suits. Yeah, style is a big yeah. thing in this film. Yeah, cars and mm -hmm. everything's stylish. Yeah, yeah. I think that's sort of like everyone's got a real distinctive look and distinctive style, so they never really blend in. Like you might forget their, you might forget their names, especially the name for the crossbow killer. But, um, but <laughs> the huntress. huntress. Oh, for fuck's sake! For fuck's, for fuck's sake! sake. <laughs> um, but they're all very unique, and I, I and I think that's probably quite important because this is essentially an ensemble piece, right? So you need to make sure that everyone is very unique um, and doesn't kind of blend into the other, which. I think they yeah. do quite well here. Yeah. I'd like to, what, because I think what, what could happen with this podcast is um, we could quite easily focus on Harley and kind of, you know, that's who we're ranking, but kind of let the birds of prey slip a bit. So actually, like, is there any other characters you'd like to mention while we're talking style? You know, we've got uh, Renee, Cassandra, the Huntress and the Canary, because I think they all deserve a little bit of a mention. I they think do. they're all so different and that's to be celebrated. Yeah, 
Sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, I quite like, um, but we'll probably talk more about this in um, Charisma, um, but I I really like the Huntress. Um, mm. And I've been reading through reviews and she actually, um, you know, sort of gets, well, slammed a bit uh, by those who think that she's boring and wooden and everything like that. But Dude, I laugh my ass off every time yeah, she speaks. exactly. Yeah. I don't <laughs> have rage issues. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Do you know who, no, fuck. Do you know who, no, fuck. <laughs> she's practicing <laughs> Like, practicing yeah. in the mirror yeah, her, but she's know, supposed her to be like this kind of cringy a bit, of, a bit awkward like that's her yeah, personality yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah but I really like I mean again you know she's been really trying to embrace this whole crossbow killer and uh, yeah. uh, and it just fails you know it's a bit of personal branding where so where Harley's personal branding is spot on uh, Huntress, pers- she's Huntress work, personal she's working branding on it. is just not yeah. working you know uh, yeah. but Harley but mentioned it as well that she, she needs to work on the, on work the rest work in progress like yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I love, I love that, that home where he says who are you and it goes it zooms in then it just freezes and there's a little montage of everyone going crossbow killer the crossbow yeah. killer yeah. crossbow yeah. killer she's like, the crossbow killer Huntress yeah. she just what I really like that. as well no one yeah. you, you, you were mentioning how she's like sort of a bit socially awkward and can't make this thing fit but Harley Quinn absolutely loves her when mm. she's introduced as the Huntress I, I think I wrote the quote she says oh she calls herself the Huntress fucking fabulous if you ask me <laughs> and then later on in the film like, the Huntress we will talk about it in action she's like stabbing this guy to death yeah. and Harley turns to her and she's like oh my god you are so cool yeah, like yeah, she's yeah, kind of got this yeah. girl crush it's on like she's, tr- she's trying to encourage her maybe to have some confidence yeah, yeah. I, I think she, the huntress gets loads of good basically she only really gets punchlines to other people's setups but i love that i think that's yeah. really cool yeah Who else i also got? think that black uh, black canary or can uh, no canary um her <laughs> outfit and everything like that is like this you know it's really like it's really striking it's really it actually feels quite powerful um i think and amazing and, yeah mm. um and you know again like all these little details like you know like she's got these little rings that are wrapped like in her hair and um you know she's got these really cool uh you know outfits she drives the jaguar like with like xj20 jag- yeah. jaguar which gold I think jeans is one of the cool- gold boots yeah exactly yeah. like you know it's mid 70s style yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's so it's like like a nightclub glitzy glamour, but then that's in such stark stark contrast to her as a character. So you know that mm. you know that kind of you know uh, un, uh, you know unevenness there. I think is uh, mm. think it's really cool. Her character yeah. mirrors Harley Quinn as well in a way. You know, like, like yeah. Harley's kind of come out of that traumatic relationship where she's been suppressed and controlled by the Joker, and now she's kind of you know looking to rediscover herself. And Black Canary is is still in that position. You know, she's owned yeah. by Sonus and she's dictated to and told what she can and can't do and she's kind of got to find that her way out of that situation like this is a thread that will probably follow through a lot of what we talk about and it certainly follows through the film as well but i think the film is really good at giving each of these women i mean i don't think it's like um overly sexist in the way it does it but each of them have been wronged by men in some way yeah and each of them have got a reason to try and maybe get their redemption or yeah you know yeah exactly yeah Um, who else we got? Cassandra, cool, cool yeah. young girl, really fly, <laughs> twisted up cap like a little skater kid, absolute yeah. thief, makes it much a good game by eating a diamond. Exactly. But she's really cool as well. I think you know she's this little vulnerable sort of. I don't know, just cool kid. But on the, that street scene where she gets this, the long shot down the street, she's just robbing everyone, bumping yeah, into people, exactly, stealing yeah. all she's sorts got of some shit. Mad skills, so sorry. good at it. Yeah. As well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. For me, which was a bit, I don't know. Like, it's obviously like with kid actors, they're a bit stiff in their acting. Like that, it kind of took me out a little bit in in her. Oh, scenes. you reckon? Oh, I quite yeah, like her. So. 
Oh, she's yeah. better than the she's better than the kid in Bloodsport, but <laughs> she's better than anyone in Bloodsport. <laughs> Bloodsport, yeah, exactly. Oh, my God, yeah. yeah, that's yeah, that's kind but of she, the standard we're holding. Yeah, <laughs> I did quite like that she was sort of like all the women are different ages, but in this film mm. they're all just women together. They're the birds mm, of prey. Yeah. She wasn't really the kid, and like Renee wasn't the older woman. We're just all in this. Yeah, I quite like yeah. that. Yeah. An interesting bit on Cassandra Kane there is that in the comics, she actually becomes Batgirl at some point. Um, what? So, yeah. Um, so her art kind of deviates quite a bit because apparently in the comics, she's actually raised by a mom and dad who are both who are both assassins and they're training her first and foremost to become a silent killer. So they don't even teach her to talk or speak or anything like um, and then yeah. And then through various ways, then she ends up becoming uh, the f- uh, Batgirl at some point, uh, which I thought was right. pretty cool, but yeah, in this movie, you you know, she's got a very long way to go before, yeah. before she becomes. I think a that a lot of fans of, I guess, that universe gave a lot of criticism to her kind yeah. of acting, uh, casting him. choice. Yeah, but it's like for someone who doesn't really know this backstory, it doesn't matter, right? Exactly. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. I like yeah. how she became like the sister, the sister of Harley. I loved that. Yeah. But then, at, yeah. but then at the same time, the whole like a lot of the, these characters are actually playing a lot of homage to the original uh, characters that came from the cartoons and the Batman animated mm. series um, uh, uh, as well. So yes, Cassandra Kane might be a little bit of an offshot in terms of you know sort of the original character arc, but the others are you know pretty spot on. Montoya as well, like the the, the yeah. cop that she's also in. Yeah, I'm surprised I like, he had a like that she was like, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's the 80s yeah. cop. Yeah, guy. yeah. So I thought so, as well. exactly. Okay. Yeah. She's she's like a walking like uh, parody of 80s cops. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, she's uh, also it's it, uh, fucking Rosie Perez. She's on too many 80s cop shows. I think it's brilliant. <laughs> so like, no one's going to mention that Rosie Perez is in it, which is awesome <laughs> in itself. Yeah. <laughs> like, I like, casting Rosie Perez is amazing. Oh, like do the right thing. White men can't jump. Oh, yeah, yeah, no. yeah. Oh, okay, she's sick. Yeah. Right. Bringing her back is awesome. Apologies to uh, to Mrs. Uh, <laughs> Perez, but I did not know who you were, so please don't uh, please don't come after me. But uh, I think she's really, really cool. You know, she is. You know, she's one cool badass cop. Yeah. And yes, she's raised on too many eighties cop shows, but that's a fitting description uh, of her. Uh, well, I, I like think. So she's a brawler. She'll get straight yeah. in there with her yeah. fists. Yeah. She's, she's kind of like... And what's um, that t-shirt she ends up wearing? <laughs> I shaved my balls for this. <laughs> <laughs> she kind of comes across slightly as um, as Jack Cates in 48 Hours. And uh, this is the, now the second yeah. podcast I've made a reference to 48 yeah. Hours. So there you go. Yeah. So you uh, even first thing in the morning. Got to plug, got yeah, to plug your, own, a, your own films. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> a, oh, no, does that mean Bjorn's going to have a Black Rain reference? Yeah, somewhere? yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, it's coming. It's you coming. did it for me then. <laughs> I didn't have to this time. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I felt like yeah, she was she was funny, but like I felt like like you could have taken her off the movie and it wouldn't have changed much. Like I don't feel like she had like a much of an arc, a little bit, I guess. But um, I don't but know. She's right? yeah. there to pray. Yeah, but she's, she's also like she's yeah. she's the the link for Black Canary to get yeah. out. You know, she's she's the contact. Like if 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 Montoya wasn't there, then Black Canary's got no one to rat to, and she doesn't. Betray yeah, yeah I guess, so. I guess, yeah. And yeah. I think she I also has her own kind of, you know, arc of redemption. Like, you know, she's also been wronged uh, mm. and is in a, you know. She didn't get the promotion. Or yeah, like I mean, that. she's in a bad relationship of, you know, of sorts. Like, you know, she's constantly being passed over for promotion. Her um, asshole yeah. boss is taking the credit for all of her, um, all of her work. And she can't really seem to, you know, get out of this rut she's in. Mm. And it kind of takes meeting Harley and the rest of the Birds of Prey to kind of get her 
off her ass as we see in the movie and, you know, go off and mm. do her own thing. Again, like her job's very male dominated, isn't it? And she's just yeah. like kicked to the curb all the time. Yeah. Which is shit. All right. On that happy note, I'm going to wrap this segment up. <laughs> uh, but before I do, quick moment of trivia. Um, during production, this film was called something very different mm. and it was called Fox Force 5. And does <laughs> yeah, anyone know where that's nice. from? Yeah, that's Pulp, yeah. Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Pulp Fiction. Nice. Uh, no, so, from yeah. Kill Bill. From Kill Bill. Uh, yeah, no, it's but from they're, they're Pulp Fiction. They're all linked in the Quentin It's from uh, Pulp oh, Fiction. Oh, yes, yeah. of course. It's Uma yeah, Thurman, yeah, yeah. but it's from it's her Pulp show. Fiction. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, of course. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, you can see the influences to Pulp Fiction as well in this film, like the non-chronological order and <laughs> exactly. jumping and stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Unreliable narrators. <laughs> which I didn't and like. So. And the drug-taking women, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, which yeah, we yeah. will get to later. Which we'll um, get to later. Right, so we're going to wrap this section up and we're going to do a round of scores. I think, yes, but you will be choosing the order that we do it this Oh, okay. Um, I will choose Bjorn then. Um, yeah, I mean, for style. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I agree with what most uh, what you're saying. Like, I don't really have an issues with the style of film. I think it's, they're all very, especially Harley Quinn is, is a very iconic, stylish character. I like the outfits um, that she has throughout the film. And uh, yeah, my score is a, a four and it's probably nice. the highest score that's the downhill from here. It's the highest score you've ever given as well. Oh, wow. <laughs> for style, yeah, yeah. No, this, this, it's, a, it's a stylish film for sure. What, what, would, be, is, what, yeah. would, what would be the reason for not giving the extra one? What, what is it you dislike? Yeah. Women. I mean, it, <laughs> oh, go there. Um, no, nah, it just doesn't have that, that extra factor, you know, like that to push it over. Like it's, it's not like... It's not John Wick, you is know, it? No, it's not. Yeah, like, it's not John Wick or it's not like, you know, I, I would... Yeah, like I, I like the style, but like I I don't love it. Okay. You know, yeah, fair. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, it's so yeah, subjective. Okay. Mm. Yeah. All right. I mean you're wrong, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Leon, why don't you tell us why he's wrong? Oh, uh okay. He is wrong because Harley is a bubble gum chewing, kung fu kicking, tattoo wearing, roller skating, <laughs> punk pop chick she has a hyena for a pet a glitter blasting riot gun she's the coolest fashion student wardrobe and swears with as much passion as i do she is an absolute five out of five <laughs> very very true all right dan over to you uh yeah i mean harley is unabashedly herself as i said earlier uh, no matter what she's doing in this film she does it with her own unique style and just absolute fun and carnage you know she just has so much fun the whole time uh, as a fellow creative, you know, I really dig her self-expressive nature. You know, I wish I could be as expression expressive uh, as, as that. Oh, you um, have picked a better word to be able to. <laughs> there you go. Fucking just sum my life up straight away. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, anything she does, you know, she makes it look absolutely cool. You know, uh, and she also, you know, she has a hyena and she'll break your face with a baseball bat. So, she totally yeah. fucking will. And, uh, and your legs. And, and my legs. <laughs> fucking other legs. Uh, yeah, she's a, she's a five for me, for sure. Yes, well done, Dan. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure I, uh, I can say much else than you guys. So you haven't already said like Harley Quinn is style. Uh, you know, she kind of dresses like she's going to a rave, which is fitting because her life is one big rave. Um, and I really love all the little details, like in her amazing outfits and the mm. tattoos and everything. We spoke about her voice. It might get annoying, but that's the whole point of Harley. Uh, and also, uh, I think that, you know, we've started to establish this uh, fancy dress uh, test. And I think um, Harley 
would pass this fancy dress party test with flying colors yes. uh, in every sense of the word. Iconic. Um, and I also think uh, total props to Margot Robbie because she is Harley Quinn. Like she absolutely owns that character. And I think, uh, you know, I mean, what a movie legacy for her to leave uh, leave behind. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, she's really put her own mark on it. And I think uh, that's been absolutely amazing. So a solid five uh, for me. Ah, fuck you, Bjorn. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, four is still a good score. <laughs> but not good enough. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, and with that, we will wrap up the style section and we will move on to charisma. Who needs friends anyway? Before we break into charisma, I just want to, there's the line. We already have. You've heard the (laughs) soundbite. I just want to kick it off with, there's that whole line of uh, Black Black Canary saying, hey, you're the asshole no one likes. And I think that's pretty much a a sums up her charisma at the start of this film, really, to be fair. No one likes her. I really like how that was a comeback as well, because Harley (laughs) says to her, oh, you're that singer no one listens to. And she's like, yeah, uh, and you're that asshole no one likes. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> and like, Harley just doesn't have a comeback. You know, no, she just kind of staggers off. off you know, like, yeah. Burn. <laughs> yeah. So good. Um, so I, actually, like, I know we're laughing, but I want to bring this down before we pick it up again. Oh, Talking yeah. of charisma. Now, I, I really liked the storyline that she is quite broken from this. I think there's quite a heartfelt story here that this girl has lost everything that mm-hmm. she clung on to. You know, the J-man was her life. And she's broken and that, you know, she can't find herself and she's putting so much love into the sandwich, which kicks this whole thing off because it's just these little things in her life. And then that moment where she meets Canary in the bar and she does admit that her and the J-Man are broken up and she's crying. Mm. And I think there's a really lovely tale in here and and Margot Robbie handles it really, really well. Like the balance between, you know, heartbreak and (laughs) maniacal violence. (laughs) (laughs) Well, like she says, you know, the the, the point of a Harlequin is... To, to serve, serve, you know, and everything she's done up until that point has been for the benefit of the Joker or to get his attention. It's it's quite ab- abusive in some sense, really. Yeah, well, she's suffering from Stockholm syndrome, isn't she? She yeah, loves the man that abuses her. Basically, mm. yeah, mm. Um, yeah. Uh, it's 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 a hell of a uh, arc for her to go through. You know, this, this to go through this whole transformative state. You know, she's going to change emotionally, mentally, physically, like everything throughout this film is just going to. She's got to find herself, basically, and yeah. lift her back up. It's, it's quite a lot and to I, go through. And I think all the women get that moment. You know, we said mm. earlier how um, Renee's got this job problem and, you know, Huntress has kind of got these social challenges and Canary's had a, a tough upbringing and Cassandra just seems to be alone in this world. Yeah. And I think that this is how come the birds of prey come together because they're almost like this little girl power support support group. Yeah. And I think that tale is great. And, you know, it's going along right through the middle of all this colour and action and mm. yeah just I don't know I mean they're all living aspects of what it must feel like to to be a woman on a day-to-day basis you know so it's yeah it's interesting I think there's a really you know there's quite an important like turning point um because and I'm sure we'll cover this um as well but the, for the majority of the movie they are all on their separate parts and it's not until um the end when they all meet up at this fun fair on uh, what's it called the fun fair mile that they all start to come together and they're there and then the mood changes completely like totally. you know, they're taking the piss out of each mm. other and black canary is smiling uh and you know they're you know they're working like as a team so so you're right like you know it kind of you know it's there they really start to make that full-on you yeah. know change and um you know find it's, themselves it's that that brings mm. her out of it it's support you know so yeah yeah 
yeah like the little sisterhood between harley and cassandra i really like yeah. as well yeah. and it really hits where like harley is absolutely fucking heartbroken that doc sold her out yeah. uh, and told you know the villains where the base was yeah. and then she goes and does the exact same thing to cassandra mm. and it's like oh like yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's it's cruel, man. Unnecessarily cruel. I think cruel it's just that extra see. thing as well of like throughout her life, she's been let down by all of these men. And then there's that one guy she idolizes who's perfect. And then he does it. And it's just like, oh, man. Yeah. And then she does it to the one yeah. girl who really needs her. Yeah. 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 Then she ditches them at the end as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like she didn't really change. Uh, <laughs> well, she did. They still got their money back. So, you know. Oh, yeah. yeah. I also love that she's a little potty mouth. <laughs> like she doesn't give a shit harley quinn is full-on in this film funny as fuck snappy comebacks and swears at the perfect moment every time and she's also <laughs> yeah. afraid aren't she's also unafraid of everything and everyone like you know she's constantly yes. unimpressed by Romy. uh and there you go again and everything like that like he's got her captured she's all strapped up to this chair he's gonna peel yeah. her face off and she's yeah, yeah I like that she gives, impressed I like when she gives like a psycho- psychological evaluation. Yeah, that's what yeah. I was going to say. Yeah, I didn't even consider yeah. that. I was talking about this with my wife last night, and she said, you know, there's a whole scene which says, you know, you're really not that, you know, complex. It's like, fuck yeah, she was yeah. a psychoanalyst. Yeah, like, yeah. She's, yeah. Totally, yeah. she's just analyzing yeah. him. Like, yeah, yeah. No, brilliant. <laughs> just really love that. Also, so sassy. Yeah, yeah. So I, just, I love her dating advice for Cassandra. It's like, if you want boys to respect you, shoot something, blow something up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's good advice. There's also a bit where it, um, a scene, it's just after that, we've been through a few other scenes and then we cut back to her and Cassandra in uh, Harley's flat. And, she, and she's, as it cuts back, she just says, and that's why you shouldn't pay your income taxes. Anyway. teaching this girl? Yeah. But then good, the good role her. model. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Good role model. Yeah. yeah she goes stealing with her in the supermarket doesn't she like I love that, <laughs> go yeah. buy it, she's just like no no we're stealing this the, the force she <laughs> whacks that guy with with the trolley as he's leaving I'm going to do that at Morrison's next time look at who's on I'm out of here um, another line I really like that kind of shows her, uh, her charisma a bit is that um where they've got they've saved Cassandra at the end and they still need the diamond and she says there are two ways that diamond is coming out of you and she holds up laxatives in one hand and a knife in the other mm. and you know Harley Quinn means it it's like you're yeah. either going to shit this out or we are going to cut this fucking thing out of you one of the things like, I like about her though is like given that you know she was with the Joker you know we all know what he's like you know he will just flat out fucking kill you she gives people a chance she gives people the opportunity to do something before she then takes the extreme route like you know she's she's not straight in with the killing she will actually kind of delay that i guess it's not unless you Mm. wrong her that she'll actually you know fuck you up basically yeah yeah there's that moment where she like breaks into the the police station and um I love how she flips between these sort of charismatic personalities as well. She yeah. goes in and she's this sort of super sassy hot girl, then flips open the jacket and she's all riot gun and action. Yeah. And then she goes into the last room and she's like, oh, hey, can you tell me where I can find Cassandra Kane, please? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. Like, that's just flicking through these personality disorder almost. Like. That's a great example, though, of what I was just, just sort of alluding to, because like, yeah, when exactly. she goes into that, you know, she takes all the police out with non-violent measures because they haven't done anything to her. But when you get to the second part of that action scene where she's in with the convicts and they become they get loose and they want to kill her, then she starts fucking people up yeah but, man mm-hmm. yeah i like her like kind of facial reaction like small small details like that she does in in, in the scenes that like uh, that's pretty good um acting i would say like she's she owns the character for sure good acting we yeah. never yeah. talk about acting uh, no, we it's don't. probably <laughs> quite important isn't yeah it? we actually don't we don't because these are real superheroes right these are real heroes <laughs> yeah well yeah. action heroes not superheroes yeah. dan 
Sorry, I get that's, that wrong every episode. Or, we're taking and, another and point off you. <laughs> um, okay, look, I feel like between style and charisma, we've probably talked quite a lot about this whole type of thing. So let's let's wrap mm-hmm. this one up fairly quickly yep. and we can move on to the nemesis. Um, yeah. Jesper, over to you. Who are we going to nom- nominee? Nominee. So uh, who I'm going to nominate? I can't even say that word. Uh, Dan, you go first. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, Harley is a fun and Im- unpredictable person to be around. She'll happily fight by your side and you'll have tons of fun doing it, but make no mistake, she will fucking kill you if you cross her. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, Sorry, yeah. <laughs> you're right, basically. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, for me, it's, it's a four um, for her uh, charisma. Um, only because I think in terms of an action hero, I guess it's, she's not, really a hero she's still doing this for herself it just it it takes something like this to does anti-hero do something different well yeah anti-hero i guess yeah um or is she a hero Mm -hmm. though because this film's like the women standing up for themselves and getting back at the men yeah yeah they're they're kind of of still assholes though like that's like they're kind of still (laughs) bad dude most the action heroes we talk about are assholes uh yeah four four cool okay uh Bjorn over to you yeah um my score is a three um like although I, I like Holly Quinn as a character I don't really like the um, uh, I feel like the, the 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 humor is a bit forced for me and a bit a bit cringe to be to be honest um so that's why I can't go higher like she's not a bad character for sure but um just doesn't push it up beyond the three for me so a three unlike that dipshit from Black Rain right Ah, he's <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, a three. And Leon? Uh, I'm going to keep it tight. Look, Harley is so sassy. She's bad <laughs> yeah. mouth. She's funny. She's cute and charismatic. All while being like a proper hard ass who takes shit from nobody. Uh, um, I really, really like Harley Quinn in this film and I'm giving her a five out of five. Wow, nice. Um, yeah, me, uh, I've mentioned this before. Harley is the annoying little sister who ruins everything for you <laughs> and everyone around you. But it's still, you can't quite bring yourself to dislike her completely. Um, I really like her zany character. Her complete scatterbrain uh, narration is actually a lot of fun and it keeps mm. you on your toes as a, you know, as a viewer. Uh, this is clearly her movie and I just love the fact that she is unafraid of absolutely everything and everyone. Um, and again, like I keep coming back to how she's constantly unimpressed by Romy, uh, which I'm sure we'll talk about um, in a bit um, as well. I also like the other characters. I know we're not really scoring them, um, but uh, I think, you know, she works very well within this ensemble um, as well. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think I'm going to hit it on a four here uh, uh, as well. Yeah. Nice. All That's right. where we're going to land. Right. I like that each time you're saying it, you're getting a little bit better doing that Romy. i'm gonna practice to write this whole podcast thing (laughs) okay well with that in mind could you please introduce the nemesis section (laughs) (laughs) all right so every good girl (laughs) (laughs) looks like you got beef okay so we've got two nemesis in this film one of them is named jesper (laughs) <laughs> that was your opportunity to say Mr. Roman, you missed oh, it. Oh, well. Roman um, Zionist, a.k.a. Black Mask. Nice. And good. the That's other good. one is Victor Zass. Um, two nemesis, who, who would we like to start with and would anyone like to start? Uh, yeah, I'd like to start with Black Mask. 
Um, I had no fucking idea that was Ewan McGregor. Like, I literally jumped off my seat. Was like, holy fuck, that's really? Ewan McGregor. He has, he has a good time in the role. You can see Wait, it. Yeah, how did I you not know? No fucking I mean, you idea. can literally see him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that's Ewan McGregor. It's, yeah. it's, not, it's not the characters he's playing. It's Ewan McGregor. First time you watched it, fuck me, Obi Wan Kenobi's in it. The force is strong with this one. Sorry, Dan. Yeah. So I know Batman villains, you know, they tend to be quite psychologically damaged but this guy really takes the fucking cake doesn't he (laughs) to be fair you know he's an absolute mess of trauma you've got a guy here who's a narcissistic control freak he's a bit of a germaphobe he's always wearing gloves he's Hmm. paranoid about looking weak he's got family and abandonment issues he's I think he's a closet homosexual he has explosive outbursts of rage wait 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 (laughs) what makes you think this hey what makes you think he's a closet homosexual? He doesn't Sass seem to like boyfriend. women. He's very sad. Yeah. yeah, there's something weird between yeah. him and Sass yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're lovers very for sure. Strange. He's very yeah. flamboyant too. Oh. Yeah. Uh, and he's extremely materialistic as well. Mm. Like, he he's is. obsessed with owning things. You know, the film makes a point of, of him showing off about the things he owns, you know, and he loses his shit when he feels like people are messing with his things. You know, These are my things. Like, you know, he, yeah, yeah. he owns Black Canary. He wants to own Harley Quinn. He owns half the city. I mean, hell, like the, the whole reason he's after the diamond is because he wants power to, you know, control yeah. more of the city. So mm. he's all about just having control over everything. And I think the film does a really kind of good job of showcasing someone who is basically a fucking abusive asshole you know you know yeah. he's wormed his way into power into this position where he can then just use that to hurt and abuse and damage people as much as possible so i think the problem with it to counter this a little bit i actually <laughs> think that the character of uh Romy, uh black good. mask is um thank you is <laughs> is a good character for all the reasons you said i don't mean you know good well behaved i do like him as a nemesis yep. but i think ewan mcgregor is shit I just don't get a bad guy from this guy at all. I think that the way he behaves as a character, I'm down with. I'm like, yeah, this dude's yeah. a villain. But every time you and McGregor's on screen, I just can't fucking buy it. Yeah, I feel like it's a bit inconsistent as well in, in the character. Like sometimes he, you could tell that he's like crazy or like he's, you know, but you never really, I, I never really feel like he's has like this clear uh, motivation for what he does or like this. Mm. Yeah, for me, just didn't really. Uh, get that kind of. I don't feel like he knows that he has a clear it. motivation of anything he wants, other than just no, owning and having maybe, power. Over maybe everything. not. Maybe not. Yeah. I mm-hmm. think he's just wants to, you know, look more powerful than he is. He's yeah. afraid maybe, of Yeah, weak. like he, you said it. Like he's a, he's a narcissist for sure. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. And also that the, um that power yeah. tripping thing. So my my own sort of insight of this film. The first time I watched it, I didn't really like the character at all. I just didn't get anything from it. I, like even the character, I just didn't like this character. I thought mm. it was fucking useless. Mm. And then the second time I watched it, I, I was thinking about, like, like, I'd enjoyed the film. And I was like, okay, this film's very much from the woman's point of view. Mm. And then when I started thinking of the character from a, a sort of female point of view as well, he's a horrible fucking shit. Yeah. A lot of the really villainous things he does aren't the violent ones. No. They're like where he demeans the women oh, yeah. and that, he makes that woman stand on the table. Yeah, and that's yeah. so uncomfortable. It's really uncomfortable. Yeah, and then you're like, yeah, he's a fucking horrible little bastard. Yeah. yeah. Like... Mm. Like I've been watching this movie a few times in prep for this podcast and that scene where he's demeaning this innocent girl having her stand up on, on the table, like I have to just fast forward it because I find it so mm. eerily uncomfortable. And it also brings me a little bit to, you know, one of the critique points I have about this movie and Black Mask is that we already, yes, we know he's evil. Um, you know, you know, he is a bad guy. He's proven this countless times before in this movie. Um, so that scene, you don't need it. You know, it just pushes it all over mm. into, I don't know, torture 
porn or something yeah. like that and it's you know snuff almost um, I do think though isn't that the only time he really does a villainous act beyond that yeah. he's mostly talk oh cut her face he's off I'll do this I'll yeah do that. but yeah. again you already I think know that's that the he's only a time guy. where you're like he's a shit mm. yeah but you don't again we already know that you know you don't need this scene as well to kind of you know push that know further yeah. um so i thought it was a bit unnecessary as well it felt like shoehorned in a little bit yeah like, it's like uh, look to, how evil this man yeah, yeah. is to women it's like it yeah we get it yeah it is but i almost feel like it's that whole art uh, holding a mirror to the world isn't it sometimes it's important mm. to show these things and i know this is like a comic book film but yeah you know, abusive people like this are out there and you know For sure. i think they should it should be shown that this sort of thing happens. All those little Romies of the world. Yeah. yeah for sure. Yeah. And it's powerful. I mean, it's horrible to watch, but it's powerful. Something I do like, though, about that scene, bear with me. Um, <laughs> uh -oh. This is a, a pro-woman film, you know, mm. and it's directed by a woman and it's produced by women. And what I really like during that scene is he, he forces this woman to get on the table and then he tells her to strip off. And you only see a little bit of bra strap and yeah. you don't see anything else. In any other fucking action film, we've seen, these yeah. male-led ones, yeah, she'd have been yeah. stood there in tiny little pants and tiny little underwear. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, yes, they don't have to fucking show it. Interestingly, it. just to add to mm -hmm. that, Margot Robbie, as producer on this, um, actually pushed to have a lot of the costumes and stuff for this film made to basically um, not give a sexual silhouette. Everything was meant mm. to be designed yeah, to sick. hide as much flesh as possible because she wanted to remove the male gaze aspect that was really prominent well, in the previous film. probably seen the images, right, where they put... Um, the Suicide Squad Harley Quinn next to the Birds of Prey Harley Quinn and how different they are. Yeah. In Suicide Squad, yeah. she's all like tiny little hot pants and like tight yeah. tops. And in Suicide Squad, she's a little, uh, sorry, in this, she's a little badass with like braces and yeah. shorts and boots and yeah. massive yeah. hammers. Hats off to Margot <laughs> yeah. Robbie for pushing for that. It was awesome. Yeah. 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 A huge part of, of the Harley Quinn character, as I understand it, is her kind of sexuality and her kind of like seductiveness. Only in as much uh, as she's with Joker, though. Ah, okay, I see. Because everything so she when, does is for his benefit. So this film mm -hmm. is like, because she broke up the Joker, she's kind of changing her, mm -hmm. changing that part of her, I guess. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's kind of interesting. Okay, back to Raul me. Raul me. <laughs> if not, Victor's ass. Just putting it Victor's out Victor's ass? <laughs> Victor's ass. Different that's his name, movie. Very different. Yeah. Um, just one few th uh, last things. Um, one about, few things uh, mm -hmm. about Romy. So yeah, I mean, again, I literally had no idea that Ewan McGregor was the bad guy here. I was equally surprised that he was playing uh, Roman Sionis, uh, aka Black uh, Black Mask. Um, which I actually believe that this is the first time that Black Mask, the character, is making his feature film mm. debut. Uh, mm. I think, and um, I actually thought that. That, you know, barring that, you know, uncomfortable scene, which we sort of put ourselves through because we were watching this movie like several times. But I actually think he's a pretty good, uh, pretty good bad guy. Um, yep. um, and again, also because it's so, un you know, it's so unlike him to be a bad guy uh, mm. like this. Um, and uh, so that part I thought uh, thought was great. Um, I'm, I'm a, I have a little bit, this is probably the fanboy like coming out. He doesn't, he just doesn't feel like Black Mask because I, because like in the comics and in the animated show, like Black Mask is always portrayed more of a sinister type mob boss with anger management <laughs> issues. Yeah. And um, um, uh, Roman, um, Roman Sionis here, he's not nearly wearing his Black Mask enough for him mm -hmm. to sort yeah. of be Black Mask because that's very mm -hmm. iconic within the comics. I, I think at one point in the comics, you know, the actual mask was fused to his face and he couldn't take it off, which is... Mm -hmm. um, 
Whereas in this he's getting Botox instead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And here it's just a little bit more sort of a gimmick. Um, so yeah, but apart from that. Whilst I understand the fanboyism sort of complaints, I actually think what they did with him in this film was the right way to go because otherwise, you know, he would have just been a psycho mob boss, which you've seen in every other Batman movie. I think what they've done with this character is make him a little more current. Yeah, and he fits I guess. he fits the theme of the film better this way rather than just being another mob boss. That I would agree with. Yeah, so sort of uh, because I mean the movie itself is very colorful and extravagant, and he's sort of playing off on that. You know, he's got this whole nightclub owner slash playboy um, angle, uh, and you know he's really playing it. So yeah, I think yeah. in that instance, I think it actually works. Um, works. You're right. Little comment on him before we move on to Zass as well. Beyond the scene where uh, he gets the you know he de- degrades this woman on the table did you notice that all through the film there's loads of little hints of it like the art on the walls yeah. is always bound women mm. or whenever he meets people he's very quick to put his hands like be touchy and feely with the women the way he speaks to everyone he's very derogatory even mm. when it's not being um sort of forthright there's mm. just this constant tone mm. that he's got zero fucking respect and it's yeah. controlled again isn't it yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, Victor Zaz. <laughs> Holy fuck, he's creepy. <laughs> Fucking yeah. hell. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he might just start out as, as a mere henchman, but sort of as the movie progresses, you realize, you know, he's he almost out bad guys the main bad guy. Uh, I find, you know, uh, yeah, he kind I of becomes more than just a, um, you know, more than just a henchman. And um, and again, like where Sionis is some clearly the mentally unstable Saz, you know, he sticks to the shadows, you know, he mm-hmm. never really raises his, his voice and he just sits there being cold and calculating and, uh, and then he just explodes in this display of this sadistic side he's, uh, he's got. And I thought, wow, what a... Yeah, uh, there's always a like a lingering danger. Yes. And then it's not till the end it kind of reveals mm. itself and yeah. you realise how horrible he is. This is why I feel there's more to his relationship with Black Mask as well. I mean, you know, he, mm. he says himself that, you know, I have to protect him. He needs me to protect him. Um, you know, and he's always giving him sort of back rubs and all this stuff. He's very kind of like, <laughs> this is mine, you know, yeah. kind of overbearing with him. There's definitely something going on between there. them, like a, yeah. some weird sadistic yeah. bromance. I also like that he's the man who just wants to get the job done. Yeah. So where uh, Aromi is uh, showing them around, like, look at the art and look at this and look at that. Zass is in the background, like, should we just go and get the job done? Yeah, yeah let's just go and kill them. <laughs> yeah, let's go do he's rolling his, rolling his eyes and going, come yeah. on. You know. yeah. He doesn't yeah, have he's time for the theatrics. He's fed up with let's it. Let's just go yeah, and exactly. do evil shit, you know. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. He just wants to peel our face. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think there's too much to say about him either, but I think Not he really. gets his moment at the end where we go into the fun house and he, you know, he reveals the scars and he actually becomes nasty and he turns yeah. on Canary. And that, that sinister side that Jesper was talking about, I think that's where it's revealed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I think actually it's a shame it probably wasn't revealed a bit earlier because he only has that very short moment to shine as a villain. I don't know. I mean, there's still like these little moments kind of throughout, like when, you know, he's got this competing mob boss and his mm. family, again, a really gnarly scene, uh, sort of tied up, in, uh, tied up like in the warehouse. And he's, you know, he's clearly enjoying this absolute fucking torture he's putting these poor these poor people to. There's a one point where they've got Harley tied up in the nightclub and he does this, you know, he goes and he literally licks her face or something yeah, like that. Yeah. It's like, Bleh. um Yeah, just the way he carries himself, um, you know, just, and that gold tooth. I, I love when he, in, in the uh, amusement mile scene, when he's been shot through the neck and he collapses onto the sofa next to Harley, who he'd shot with yeah. a trank dart previously. When she when he lands there, she's just like stabbing him like really quick, like dun, 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 with his yeah. yeah. And then like everybody freeze and she's like, just get one more in quick. Yeah. <laughs> that actually brings, mm-hmm. I think, quite an important aspect of any <laughs> of any good bad guy is their 
endings or sort of how they, you know, how they're, you know, how they're killed off. It needs to feel satisfying. And I think with both Romy and uh, Victor, as sass mm. here, uh, both their endings feel oh so satisfying. Like the way that don't um, talk about Romy's yet. We have got action scenes coming. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> but basically, I, I I think just in you know just in general, I I think a good bad guy needs it needs to feel that they've earned their earned their ending. So if we take Lopan, uh, like he was a great uh, great bad Lopan. guy, but you know the way he's you know the way he's killed off, it feels a little bit it feels a little bit too easy. It's a little bit too mm. you know. Common. Yeah. yeah, you know, you kind of feel like he deserved more to go and more of a place, a place of glory. Um, but yeah, more like being the merciless, where Flash <laughs> hurtles towards him in a space shuttle in a hail of bullets, yeah, tears through the window, pierces him. him. Like, that's like, a fucking ending. That is a fucking ending. Yeah. Exactly. When you started talking about endings, I was like, I can't uh, let this go without talking about Flash Gordon. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, what about the ending of Black Rain? <laughs> when he gets to, Just, yeah. Right. yeah. Um, no, I do sleeping dogs. Yeah. You know. I think a, a satisfying ending to a villain is is important for a villain's purpose to exist. Yes, uh, yeah. yeah. Though I guess in the context of this film, like I don't know, like I I, I like his ending. I think his death is is good, um, but I also feel like it shouldn't be too exuberant or over the top because you know he's an abusive asshole who doesn't deserve to be remembered and he shouldn't get a memorable mm. send off. He should just be out of the picture as quick as possible. Oh my God, that makes me want to talk about Roman's ending, but we'll wait to the action scene. <laughs> <laughs> right, so let's wrap this bit up. Let's wrap yeah, this let's up. Wrap quick. And, uh, Jesper, where do we go with the scores on this one? Uh, where do we go with the scores? So I'm going to do, so I'm going to nominate myself to start. Cool. Um, so uh, yeah, combined, I think we have two really great bad guys here. Um, uh, yes, I think Ewan is a great bad guy because, uh, you know, he feels, you know, I mean, he's playing Romy and it's so unlike him to be the bad guy. He's clearly having a lot of fun with it. I think there's some, you know, potential little grievances around the choice of Black Mask, but I, you know, totally get uh, and agree to Dan's point that you needed the bad guy to be, you know, <laughs> all zassy in order to kind of work in this, uh, ex you know, this extravagant, um, you know, uh, universe here. I think that Victor Zaz, this is actually, I believe, only his second feature film um a, a film appearance he was actually in batman begins for a briefest of moments but it's nice to see that he actually gets uh you know his time to time to time to shine and he does really well he's what a fucking creep so a combined a four i think and over to leon ah okay um so unfortunately i actually really don't like the villains in this mm. um they just don't interest me much i think from a point of view of the film and the characters within it Black Mask style is like effective. He's a degrading bastard to women in a film that otherwise celebrates them. And I think that Zass is also this sort of, you know, slimy, creepy bastard. So I think from the film's point of view, it works. But I cannot get down with Ewan McGregor as that villain. It just <laughs> totally doesn't work for me. And every time I see him, I, I found him really fucking irritating to watch, which is a shame because yeah. I liked how the character have been written so for that i'm gonna to have to go 50 50 like i like how the character's written but i really don't like the casting 2.5 oh right <laughs> go on over to you yeah. yeah i think the you know the batman series has some great villains but uh, i feel like in this film they were pretty weak to me um like romy has Rome. some romy yeah Rome. i mean he's you know he's I feel like the, my my main gripe with him is like he's too in, inconsistent. Like sometimes he tries to be like a like a Joker type of character. Other times mm. he's like a different type of character, and never really felt like he was like this menacing threat either. Also, the accent. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and I, I, yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, Zaz for me was just totally forgettable. Like 
he was creepy Agreed. for sure, but like I didn't really see the point of him to be honest. So I'm I'm giving it a two. <gasps> wow. Dan. What was interesting, just before you do, Dan, I actually gave him a two as well. But after this conversation and hearing Dan and Jesper, I was like, I'll give him another half. But it's it's cool. Though, I think you two you actually <laughs> sort of maybe gave me more of an insight into him and I was like, Oh yeah, maybe they're not that bad. But anyway, Dan. So you firmly got two types of villain, I guess, in it from you've got the campy, everyone loves to hate villain who plays it up, and then you've got the villain who's just you know, a dick. Uh, he falls into that category. Black Mask has no redeeming qualities, which makes him a good bad guy, I think. Um, on the outside, he acts like he's all this, you know, this cool collector nightclub owner, but underneath it, he's in a bubbling mess of trauma, rage, inagu- and inadu- inadequacies. I <laughs> inadequately said that, didn't I? Uh, which makes him highly dangerous uh, and unpredictable. Harley dangerous. Harley dangerous. Harley nemesis of Harley Quinn. <laughs> um, I think his character in this film brings to the forefront the very worst in male abusive tendencies, and it's depiction of that is quite frightening um, and ugly to see um, yeah. but all the more important for that um, he doesn't really ever show any kind of physical violence I guess he leaves it up to his partner Zaz who obviously relishes in hurting people and is equally just as much of a psychopath as his master um, I find him to be quite quite a bit of a threat really and quite scary um, so I'd give him a four yeah right on just one one thing Man, that you said. Comments. That you said uh, deep. Yeah. <laughs> no, Dan, you said that he doesn't have redeeming qualities or anything mm. l- like that, and I agree with that. But I feel like a really good villain should have something that you feel like you're kind of, I don't know, connecting with or something. I think yeah, I think I, that's important for a good villain to it have is, some kind but I of think like. The yeah. reason they don't is because technically the hero of this film is also a villain, and they're already doing that with that's Harley. It, it might mm, feel uh, too much to try and humanize all the bad guys at once. I, f- mm. I feel. Um, then I told you we was good on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Got layers. Come at me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, we are rambling on quite a lot on this one, and we haven't even got to action yet. Wow. So let's get to action. Show me. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's not edit that out. <laughs> Show me the action. Okay, so with this film, uh, trying to keep a little bit of a structure to this, I'd say we've got, we've got four main scenes, which are Police Station in two parts. We've got The Fun House, mm. and we've got the Cassandra kidnap at the end with the car chase. I'd say they're, they're your main ones. Mm-hmm. Before we get to the big ones, are there any little sort of action moments anyone would like to jump in with? Yeah, I would say the breakfast chase. The breakfast <laughs> chase, yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. It just kind of highlights why everyone hates Harley, and it's just really fun. It's a, it serves yeah. as a nice intro into her world, I think. And I think the whole kind of dumb luck of it all that kind of ties the whole thing up, I think it's just really, really good fun. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And the that randomness dumb luck thing. of it, like, you know. My, my favourite line is where she overdubs it and she's like, so I, I made a carefully calculated, highly strategic move. She just <laughs> randomly grabs the bin bag and throws it into the distance. Yeah, it's like- it hits Renee in the face, which then causes a guy in a car to crash. And just this complete well, fluke it, of chaos. chaos it, yeah. it, hits, it hits Renee in the face and then causes the guy in the wheelchair behind her to fire. And then he shoots the guy yeah, in the, cut, it, in yeah. the van and then that guy <laughs> runs right. over the wheelchair. Yeah. And carefully they're two calculated. Her, so they just all take it out. <laughs> it's great. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think there's a nice introduction to the villain there as well with all the graffiti thing and the grievance that they yeah, have yeah, there. Exactly. I love yeah. that whole like there's that guy who's like he's gonna kill us. Like, oh, sorry, I can't remember what I did. He's like, 
look at my face. And he's just got yeah, like a cloud hand over his face. <laughs> look at my face. <laughs> exactly. So uh, he made me do it. <laughs> and um, also, and also the name she gives him. Like obviously she doesn't know their actual name. So the guy with the face is you know called Smiley. Happy. Uh, Smiley. Happy. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And, yeah. and then there's uh, the one that uh, you know there's one of the roller girls that's throwing her uh, that that's throwing something at Harley and she, mm. and she just comes up as what a dumb roller derby broad or yeah, something like yeah. that roller dummy yeah, yeah he's yeah. like a roller dummy yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah I just think that's yeah. again just fits the saniness uh, of it all and and how the whole thing is kicked off over her hungover undying love for a sandwich oh, and that's yeah. what causes this entire <laughs> yeah. scenario to happen yeah. we've i mean can, i mean can we just dwell a little bit on that whole egg and cheese sandwich there uh that whole scene it's like it's total food porn and i mean we've all been there we've been so fucking hung you know so fucking hungover we just need some mm. good greasy sustenance and we need it now so uh obviously harley wants her um was it egg bacon and american cheese yeah. um, <laughs> but what's but what gets you through a hungover day like you know yeah yeah that's why she has undying love for that right yeah. now <laughs> um and what actually gets you through a hangover day just this, you know it's if a this kind film of was taking in taking place in europe it would have been a kebab the way they food porn it and they're shooting it all and you just you know the audience is there like oh fuck that looks so good like i need that yeah and then she's like she's like i don't know if it's the way he cooks his eggs or it's the fact his cheese is three months out a day and then instantly you're like fuck no, i'm not touching that <laughs> yeah. it's just like like one of the things that that whole scene just made just made me realize is that i really 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 fucking miss a good bacon and egg butty with a nice cup of tea that's what i really miss there's no way that you can get that here in denmark on um, unfortunately <laughs> which is really annoying and i really really want one now and I don't know what's going to do. Let's wrap it up. Then. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's it. I'm out. Go make us some. Yeah. I'm gonna have to keep pushing this along for time. Uh, police station part one and two. Let's start with police station part one. Who would like to take that? Does anyone else feel the start of this police station sequence feels like a homage to the Matrix? Oh, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I see that. There's mm. something there. Yeah, I, l- I love how she comes in with that like headscarf yeah. and the coat. So she like, says, wants to report a stylish and crime. sophisticated. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and the way the coat just like like the Matrix moment. Yeah. I can say it. The coat yeah. just drops yeah, to the floor. Yeah. And she's got the riot gun, and immediately she's like Harley mode. Yeah, and then she passes through the uh, metal detector yeah. as well, beep, 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 beep. and everything yeah. just explodes in colors. Like you know, as she's walking down, it's, uh, there's like this massive cloud of you know paint and glitter and smoke and whatever it is that she's been hitting these poor yeah. police guys with and it's just like yeah this is this is harley's yeah. moment you know it's amazing and she is like owning oh, it she yeah. is unstoppable Completely. in that scene. like she's just like there's a there's a corridor isn't there and there's about five people Run, and she just basically walks <laughs> her way through it kung fu kicking or shooting or smashing people in the face of a gun unstoppable yeah. i love, love that shot where she fires the first beanbag and it's just slow-mo hits that dude in the face and you see his glasses break apart and just fly yeah, it's so exactly. good. <laughs> they're, they're like riot beanbags yeah. aren't they? <laughs> yeah. like those riot beanbags yeah <laughs> um the, the first time i watched it as well i mean i still do now but the smile on my face when you know, you're watching this kind of pop princess film and the, the glitter, like the explosion <laughs> exactly. of glitter in the face or the beanbag and you're just like, oh my God, this is so good. Yeah. And, and instead of blood and guts, there's just smoke spilling everywhere and it's pink and green. Mm-hmm. Pink and green. <laughs> <laughs> pink and blue? Oh. No, pink and green because that's red the Joker's colours and not red and green. No, that's right. <laughs> um, People who listen film, to this it's show on brand. It's pink and might blue. know what, we're talk- what Leon is talking about here. <laughs> but... um. Yeah, this scene, I, I love it so much, really do. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's a great scene. I think it, it comes, it's 
probably the highlight of the movie for me, uh, <laughs> this scene. Probably. The balls yeah, on yeah. it, just walking into yeah. a police station and just tearing the yeah, place totally. yeah. It's so good. Yeah, not giving a fuck. <laughs> yeah. And then at the end, oh, hey, does anyone know who Cassandra yeah. is? <laughs> 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 so yeah. I think... I also love... It. Sorry, go on, go uh, on. No, I just want to touch briefly. And so there is that fan theory that I think it was you mentioned beyond that because Harley is such mm. a... You know, tradition is such an unreliable uh, narrative. Narrator. So yeah, so the chances are that this fun gun actually wasn't much fun and actually like loaded with actual with actual mm. grenades. And Harley <laughs> just can't get herself to mm. admit or reconcile that you know she's actually done this. So that's why she mm. packs it with mm. glitter and paint packs. Um, and yeah, it's an interesting twist, but I don't really buy it because that's not really who Harley is. Yes, she's mischievous and she's sadistic, but she's not a mass murderer as such. And it would have made her character like really, really mm. dark. I mean, it would have made her worse than Saz, you know, uh, I think. She doesn't actually kill anyone in this film like directly. Uh, no, you're right. She doesn't actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, there's yeah. the guy she buys the hyena from, uh, which... Uh, Oh. Yeah. All she kills is a lot of male pride, I think. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, just one yeah. So many nut shots. <laughs> so many nut shots. Something else this film does really well whenever action kicks off. It's always got the right bit of music. Yeah. Just really oh, loud, crashy, yeah. punk, rocky, yeah. Yeah. pop music. Just the Barracuda, Barracuda song. Dude, uh, the Barracuda great, moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You've jumped, you've jumped way too far there. Yeah, but yeah the Barracuda <laughs> moment. Okay, so that's Police Station Part 1, and then we have a whole load of film, and we come to Police Station Part oh. 2, where she returns to the story, and she's now through the, the, like the lobby, and she goes into the prison cells. And all the gloves are off now, aren't they? These guys are yeah, going to kill her, so are. she's going to go for it. So what happens? The, the alarm gets set off, the sprinklers get set off, and all the crooks come out of the cells, don't And they? her yeah, fun yeah. gun is out of beanbags, bullets, whatever um, it is. Yeah. Out of fun. Yeah, it's out of fun. Yeah, exactly. it's out of fun. <laughs> so it's more hand-to-hand combat. Yeah. What I really like yeah. about this scene, with that hand-to-hand combat as well, we, we've mentioned this before, but we didn't actually while we were recording, is that um, I love that, you know, for people like us who watch a lot of films, say you're John Wick and you're hard-boiled and that, you can tell when there's a really well-trained stuntman or a really yeah. well-trained martial artist. And we can tell that in this Margot Robbie is not, but for the purpose of this film, I think she looks fucking great doing all these moves, all these kicks and these flips. And it's like, yeah, she's not perfect. And yeah, they've just choreographed a little moment. But in the film, it's cool as fuck, man. My my gripe, and and this might be because I'm, a martial art enthusiast and I like you know I can't really let that part of me go <laughs> that, that's a don't argue with him because yeah. he'll kick your yes. ass yeah. <laughs> yeah. but it, it feels say, like bro. pro wrestling whatever you say it, it, feel, it feels like pro wrestling like moves like she, yeah, yeah, she's totally. like does, yeah. you know she's like um, you know twisting around this guy and like uh, throwing him by the arm and then he's like doesn't get up but like for me it's just yeah, this is hard but you're I, totally I cool with I her can, being like this little sort of Pop princess mm. breaking into a police station. You're just not cool with, with how the she weapons. Hits yeah, the, the hand-to-hand combat <laughs> for me is well, like, uh, legit, and you can yeah. <laughs> you can tell like the stuntman like flings himself in the air and like yeah, it's just loads of fun, isn't it? It's fun, but yeah, like it's it's, Shit it's everywhere. A, it's a pet peeve. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fair. One of the things I found interesting actually. So this is mm. the first major action scene where you see Harley really kind of you know doing her thing you know get, get into a fight and the first and Cassandra's loving it yeah but one of the first things that instantly <laughs> stood out to me was on this podcast this is probably the most one of the most slick action scenes we've done like a lot of our stuff's been quite gritty because it's tended to be older and not as choreographed and polished and mm. it is, I think there's a real difference between what we're seeing here to what we've previously done in the past it's very very stylish and yeah. I think also like one of the things that I noticed um here is and I think especially during this um police station part two um is that a lot of the fights the camera is actually sort of quite removed so you see like everything where you know normally well in 
well, not normally, but in other movies, the camera can be quite tight on the action, so you actually don't really see mm. much of much of what's going on. And I much more appreciate seeing the whole movement and all of the stuff that they do and how they kind of fling yes. each other around. Um, yeah. And I think that's, you know, again, just makes uh, the action and particularly this scene so much more enjoyable. Uh, and there's so many yeah, great moments, yeah. especially in this part. It's here. amazing how many action films are actually quite bad at editing yeah, action. Exactly. <laughs> With so many fast cuts and camera angles, and you're like, what the fuck yeah, is going on? Like the but here they, they know where to position <laughs> the camera. Right. Yeah. Or the new Mortal Kombat, if anyone's seen it. It's uh, just a mess of... There's yeah. actually... And, uh, and, uh, and I'm not going to trip too far off this, uh, this tangent, but it's slightly related to that. One of my... Like in Batman Begins, um, so they were going in, to introduce Batman with, uh, with like this whole new way of martial arts move that he's doing and everything like that. And uh, in the behind the scenes, there's all this training they're doing in choreography. But every, every fight scene in that, uh, in that movie, there's... The camera is so tight and it's spinning around. There's so many cuts. You have absolutely no idea what is going on. You're just hearing a lot of grunts exactly. and seeing, you know, hands and feet moving. Yeah. And you never really appreciate the, you know, the art of a good fight scene, which you definitely yeah. feel yeah. detached. Yeah. Like, you know, like the art yeah. of a really good choreographed fight scene. And you really do that here. Yeah, yeah I'd say the, the only thing that this doesn't do quite well, and it's, I think it's what? Bjorn was saying with the whole pro wrestling thing, is you do see the whole fight and you do get the great camera angles and all that works. But again, for people like us who watch action scenes, you can see that they've got her to do one move and filmed mm. it. Mm. Yeah. And it's like, right, now we'll set up a different move yeah. and do it. It doesn't feel like one whole thing sometimes. Yeah, it's not as fluid. But it's like, still cool. Yeah, yeah. Like as, as a John Wick, for example, but that sets the yeah. bar really high, obviously. <laughs> but but um, yeah, it's I do it's love fun. the whole yeah. slow-mo, though. Like the sprinklers mm. fall in yeah. and she's doing these flips and kicks and there's water everywhere. And I love that she's kicked the piss out of all these like uh, like jail goons yeah. goes through the door into the evidence room and then a load of bikers turn up for no reason with guns is that Lovejoy leading it's the like, bikers it looks, it looks like, 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 like surely it wasn't it was like that Ian McShane yeah. um, and this fight is sick like yeah. this fight is fucking sick. Her, uh, like her moves with a baseball bat. Like I've never seen a baseball bat Dude. used in a fight like this before. Um, when she brilliant. bounces it off the floor, that where she bounces it off the floor and it hits him. Like, yeah. I fucking love so that. It's so good. And then like yeah. one of my absolute favorite uh, scenes within this fight scene is she's hiding behind this stash of coke or cocaine or whatever it is, and the bad Amazing. guys are shooting it, and she's like sitting there, going, oh my god, and then she just breathes in, and you know the zany look yeah. just comes mm. back, and oh, all right. like, action just reaches Black another Betty, level. Ram a little spring sort of instrument as well in the Black Betty song like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, so and I love that like she's been pretty good with the baseball bat and then she has that huge like head of cocaine and then when she comes back she is a monster oh, like an absolute monster with that bat breaking oh, legs breaking oh them back the other way those legs bouncing so the gnarly. baseball bat oh off the floor yeah it's yeah, so I good every so time fucking like good shit. And also, she lights this guy's beard on fire. Was, yeah, fire. exactly. Yeah. The resourcefulness of sets his head on yeah. fire. I like Cassandra passes her the lighter, and she lifts it up, and there's that brief second where the guy's like, "What are you going to do with that?" And yeah. she just lights his yeah. beard, and this yeah. is like that fucking. It kind of made it yeah. kind of made me think. Well, maybe I shouldn't grow the beard out that much. You know, just, uh, you know, just <laughs> yeah, have I shaved my back? Yeah, it's a weakness. Exactly. It's a weakness <laughs> in a fight. What I really like about this, um, like police part the police station part two action scene as well and it's from the jailhouse in the the sprinklers and then through to this fight with the bikers later on in the next action scene we'll speak about they they play it out like it's women fighting mm. but in this scene there's no move at all or no angle that suggests she's just a woman it's just played out like bad motherfuckers fighting yeah 
Do you know what I mean? And like a lot of films will be like, oh, she's a woman, so maybe she squeals, or maybe they grab her hair. And in this, it's like no, none no, of that. No. She's just a fucking vicious action hero with a baseball bat, and she's going to kick the piss out of these people. Yeah. And I like that. It's like, it doesn't matter that she's it's a woman. It's also impressive she's hard. just how physical her moves are. Like, 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 it's not just, you know, blocking a hit here and blocking a kick or anything like that. Like, you know, she fully goes for it, you know, uses flips and kicks and everything, like that, and throwing her entire body, wrapping it around the bad guys and rolling them out and everything like that, which I think is amazing. It's very... Really- yeah. Yeah. And bouncing a baseball bat. That's so cool. <laughs> Never forget that, that movie. That's so cool. <laughs> That's sick. Okay, so Fun House, but part one is when Renee turns up and blasts open the door and Harley Quinn and Renee have a quick fight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah. Where Renee's doing all the punches and Harley Quinn's ducking all of them. And she's like, oh my God, are you drunk or something? <laughs> the blow for blow as well, which probably yeah. shows how much of a badass Montoya is because even when she's drunk, she can still match Harley blow for blow. Also, yeah. tip punches, hair pulling, mm. yeah. like proper rumble. Like yeah. they just go Cuts fights. And then she kicks her yeah. out of well, fucking Or is window. it though? Or is it like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, flips and kicks her clean out of the fucking window. And what's funny is that a couple of scenes later, Renee climbs back through the window. Like, How have you done that? Like she's kicked her through the window, down to the floor, and she just climbed up the side of the building and climbed back in. stairs and come back yeah. in. I love when she reappears through that window. It's like, Wait, is no one going to think about how that's just happened? <laughs> it's ruined the whole movie. Like, how did she do that? Waking yeah. up in the middle of the night. How did she do that? Um, but the, the big one. The big one. Then there's the big finale mm. scene. We've got all the birds of prey together and yeah. they enter the fun house. What a great place for oh, a lot showdown. Of fun prizes to be <laughs> yeah. It actually, this, this setting and this scene, it reminded me a little bit about uh, The Last Dragon when they're in that, uh, with, you know, with... You know, like the, that fighting yeah. scene when everyone comes in and there's like, they're having like a kung fu brawl. Yeah, or in the nightclub. Yeah, the nightclub. Yeah, yeah, that scene. Yeah, like yeah. that's like oh yeah, it's a little bit Th- like this that. for me. Yeah. So I throughout the film, I I actually struggle to see New York as Gotham just because it's so recognizable. Mm. I find that one of the the flaws in this film. But this scene for me, the whole the way mm. the set is dressed feels like it's almost a callback to the Schumacher or Burton films yeah. or even the Arkham games. It, it has that. Yeah, it's got feel. an Arkham vibe. Isn't oh, it? totally. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, totally. Um, mm. And again, it's just a great place and very fitting for a Harley Quinn story to actually end this whole thing in a, yeah. uh, what's, uh, what do you call them? Like a fun Harley fair, way. a fun house. Uh, like like a fun yeah. house. Yeah. Um, and the way mm. they use the different, um, you know, the different elements of that, you know, there's like a trampoline, there's like these, uh, you know, rubber, you know, giant hands that kind of flip and everything like that. And I think it's, yeah. you know, it's so much mm. fun to watch that. It really is. I, yeah. I also like that each one of these characters gets like a couple of minutes to do their yes. own thing and show off mm-hmm. their skill. And then it comes to choreograph this scene where all of them are fighting yeah. together and everyone in this scene just gets mm. to really show off and it's so cool. So I have a, I have a li- little insight in, into this. I'm just going to, you know, bear with me, see what you think. So when they're all fighting, they all get separated out, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And they all get their special moment to showcase what each of these ladies can do. And they're all badass. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing I noticed is, first off, each one, when you see them fighting they are all lit in a specific way. So Montoya is in a scene which is monochrome and red. Um, Canary's in a scene which is completely yellow and shadowed, which is her theme colours. Can- um, Harley's is all pink and blue. Uh, and then you will you see Huntress, who's lit in kind of bright, cool, um, you know, blues, uh, which are, are cool, which is what they say she is, right? But also their fights are almost euphemisms for what they're going through. So, for example, you know, you see Montoya fighting in a hall Fuck of mirrors. Fuck your man. <laughs> Come on, Dan, you've got this. Going I'm, I'm going for it. This is our BAFTA yeah. moment. <laughs> <laughs> so Montoya's fighting in a hall of mirrors, and it's almost like she's kind of having to look inwards. She's almost fighting herself because she's, she's breaking that point of she's no longer a law person. She's becoming a vigilante. So, you know, 
there's that element to it. I feel like with, with Canary, she's having to do a lot of stepping up. So it's almost as if it's a euphemism for the way she's kind of navigated her life. She's always, always had to weave between people and step up and get to where she is. Um, and then with the Huntress, you know, she's, she's got the brightest lighting and all of that entire set piece. And it's, it's like she's come out of the shadows. That was my take. Wow. Wow. Oh. <laughs> that was beautiful. A slow clap, slow clap moment. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> yeah, no, I think, I that's, think good, that's yeah. a totally valid point. That's yeah. good. I wish this, I just wish this scene was a bit longer. I think this is a really fun scene, but like, it feels like it ended a bit too, too soon. Um, yeah. How have we not talked about the slide? Oh yes, the slide. Uh, <laughs> this is the bit why I love Harley Quinn, where the Huntress stabs this guy to pieces repeatedly in the chest down the slide. And that's when she comes out of the bottom and Harley's like, oh my God, you're yeah, so cool. Exactly. <laughs> she does this really so cool move. Like, you. You know, like, so Huntress, or crossbow killer, jumps, uh, jumps down. There's a bad guy that comes after her. And then she, it's, it's so fucking amazing. She jumps up, she latches onto the, what, the top of this Helter Skelter roller coaster thing. And then... Like yeah, Sam Fisher. Yeah, and flips, yeah, exactly, she does a Sam Fisher. She flips around <laughs> and lands on top of the guy that comes down behind. And then, yeah, stabbing him. And then they, it, it literally looks like they crash into the camera. Uh, you know, it's such yeah. a great scene. Yeah. It's like, yeah. fuck, you are cool. I love that it's all the one camera take and the way it just kind of moves around yeah. them as they go and down. And you kind of follow from excellent. you kind of follow from the guy's perspective, right? You know, you see Huntress yeah. kind of jump up and flip around, and yeah, no, it's amazing. There's actually a lot oh, of so really love, cool, like, uh, just uh, you know, sort of when they're all down and they're all like on this, um, you know. Uh, floor together there's a lot of really nicely choreographed moment of you know the fighting's going on the camera's moving around and everything like that and you're just kind of going holy shit this is amazing like again kind of goes back to this action ballet thing we sort of discussed a little bit with hard boiled um as well as i think so what i particularly like about that scene is prior to that scene each of the women gets their own moment to be violent right Mm -hmm. just to do their action moment and kick the fuck out of bad guys but in that scene where the camera's going around and all of them are like fighting together and there's the choreography Every woman who's in a fight is doing it to protect yes, Cassandra. Exactly. Yeah. Each one of them only comes into action to hold Cassandra yeah, or get her away her from away something. Mm-hmm. And it's choreographed so well that they're all fighting together, but really just to protect one of their own. And it's yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. I think it's brilliant. I think it's really, really good fun. And like Bjorn said, just as it's all about to kick off, um, Heart Barracuda kicks in and you're just like, oh, <laughs> fucking, here we go. Like, here we yeah, go. go. I yeah, love that so good. Halfway through, Harley just turns up and roller skates. And as the audience, you're like, when did she do that? And then Black Canary's like, when did she have time for a shoe Yeah. When the fuck did she have time to change your shoes and there's another lovely moment I like as well and it's this whole sort of woman thing is that Black Canary's <laughs> fighting and there's like shit everywhere and Harley's like oh hair time and she's like yeah yeah, yeah thank yeah. you and then in the next scene you can see her with her hands trying to tie her hair up while she's kicking, kicking the shit out of bad guys <laughs> so and it's just the, like these lovely little considerations of what would actually happen so, yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Um, anything else on the funhouse scene or we can go into the the next moment where Harley has to chase down Cassandra just the, you know the funfair scene is just that it is just fun it is so Great fun to sit and watch. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and when Renee mm. gets shot, and, uh, <laughs> she, she, yeah, she'd put her in the bulletproof thing. Like, ooh, aren't you glad you wore that? <laughs> Sexy and bulletproof. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I quite liked that building into that scene as well. When Harley, you know, they're like, we're going to need hardware to fight all these guys. And she opens the cupboard. And obviously Joker's come back <laughs> at some point And he's nicked yeah. all the weapons and then just left a trunk of Harley's shit for them to pick through and defend themselves with it. Yeah, like the hammer, the big <laughs> yeah, hammer. hammer. Nice, yeah. <laughs> it totally brings in that breakup element. Like, here's your fucking stuff. Yeah, all your yeah, shit's yeah. gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, I'd like to see, especially, I mean, the second time I watched it, for the first time the movie had already lost me by then. I was like <laughs> on my phone or something. But but this time, yeah, I mean, I was in, if you're in the right mood, it's, it's definitely a fun scene. So Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so then moving on to the Cassandra kidnap. I want to lead this one. And the reason I want to lead this one quickly is because I've mentioned this in so many of our podcasts before, and I'm going to say it again. Fucking big love to the stuntmen. <laughs> you got one dude on a motorbike so doing wheelies. You got one person on these roller skates, and it's just fucking yeah. cool. I'm fed up with seeing everything done with CGI. And when you see a person doing cool stunts, yes, yes. Exactly. love it. So apparently, the stuntmen are the same that they used in uh, John Wick. Are they? Oh, amazing. Ah, that is cool. Oh, yeah. Cool. That is really cool. Yeah, yeah you, yeah, you oh, can kind of tell like the inventiveness of the whole thing, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's what I like about Kung Fu films as well. Like when the inventiveness and like the way they interact with the environment and like, uh, you know, the way they kind of hurt themselves, you know, in, in, in innovative ways, you know, like yeah. that's, that's fun. Yeah. So I think for anyone who's, who's not hot on the scene, basically the Cassandra's been kidnapped. She's in a car of goons. Harley is going to try and chase them down on roller skates, but isn't quick enough. And Huntress just arrives on this screaming motorbike and you're just like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then she like toes her at sort of 60, 70 mile an hour down the street. Harley jumps onto the car, repeatedly bounces a guy's head oh, off the car that horn. Made me laugh so <laughs> much. Bang. Such a great scene. Yeah. I love it. And then when Huntress keeps up and she just burns that wheelie yeah. man, like ah, that motorbike screaming, you're like, yes. There's an interesting thing you mentioned about, you know, I mean, props up to the stunt guys, you know, they do absolutely amazing uh, work here because you also notice that a lot of these, you know, different elements of the, you know, of the scene in general, like for instance, when Harley jumps into the car and she's slamming this guy's head against the horn, that these scenes, they actually go on for quite a while. I mean, not, not you know, not mm. minutes and minutes, but they're very, very long takes of everything just being perfectly choreographed, you know, between camera, stuntmen, actors, and everything like that. And it's just, you know, as action aficionados, you know, we just sit there, we're just loving this. You know, I think it's just so cool. Yeah, agreed. Anything else on that little bit of scene? Or we should have a quick chat about the final showdown. With a very, Roman. very quick scene. There's a fun little throwback to the start. So at the start of the movie, uh, Harley's at this, what do you call it? Like a roller derby. And um, she yep. reaches out to presume it's one of her team and goes, whip me. And then she gets sort of whipped in front and she breaks the nose of, uh, of this, uh, you know, roller derby girl. And Classic Harley. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and here she says to Huntress uh, as well, she, um, she says, whip me. And then... Um, and then uh, Huntress kind of grabs on this, uh, was it her belt or something like that, and then just whips her forward, um, which I thought was, ah. Oh. Well, she's doing about 67 yeah, exactly. miles an hour on a motorbike. Crazy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. ah, nice little throwback. So that's where you do roller derby. Okay, it's all coming together. I just kept thinking, I hope she does not hit a stone in the road on those skates. Oh, that's my God. Hurt when yeah, you exactly. <laughs> okay, so we've got a final showdown. Um, Harley goes to beat Romy. Would anyone like to talk about this? I think this, this is, uh, again, um, someone mentioned that, you know, going to the fun fair, this is where the movie starts to feel like Arkham. And I think going on this mm. pier, the, um, you know, the, I think they call it the Founders Pier, this is where it starts to feel really Arkham. Like, you know, it's such a great yeah. tonal yeah. shift from the pure, crazy fun madness at the fun house to now this really, you know, it's a rotten pier. It's, you know, it's, you know, it's full of these weird, uh, statues there's all kinds of silhouettes shadows are playing tricks and it's such a great sense of unease um dude night mist and stone statues are like a gotham oh, completely. tree yeah, if you yeah, put yeah. statues all yeah, over yeah, yeah. everything exactly. it's gotham exactly. and you almost want to kind of look out and see if you can see batman anyway. yeah yeah exactly <laughs> and that's where it starts to feel that kind of gotham you know the arkham games yeah, type yeah, you know, I, aesthetic I, I agree because I, I didn't feel like they were in gotham in the beginning of the film no. or yeah. like it's just 
it's basically just in the end that you feel okay, this is got yes, on, exactly. But, and I guess it's, yeah. I don't know if like like, more more like LA in the beginning. <laughs> back back to the style section, real quick. There's a bit where um. Harley comes out of a club and she's got drinks for everyone and they're shit talking her and she drops the drinks and walks off. That table of women are wearing satin Gotham bomber jackets and you wouldn't believe how much I want one of those jackets more than anything <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. I want one of those satin Gotham like baseball style bomber jackets. Is it the same as the Amazing. Joker's henchmen are wearing in uh, Tim Burton's Batman from 89 because they were really fucking cool. <laughs> I, they were cool but they no, were. these they're, they're red and they've got black sleeves and they just have Gotham oh, in fat man, letters across the shoulders cool. and I'm like oh mate. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Anyway, so Harley is going to meet uh, Romy and what I, what I particularly like about this and I think it's really fucking clever is that this showdown Roman has been a shit and he's horrible to women. He's demeaning. He looks down at him and they don't even fucking acknowledge him in this whole scene. Yep. Harley's talking to Cassandra. Cassandra's talking to Harley and Roman might as well yeah. not be there. And yeah. I love that they don't even give him the like recognition. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like no respect for this guy. You're not yeah, even yeah, here. Yeah. I mean, it's a, the whole thing is, you know, he, t- he tries almost gaslight, I guess, and to say that he, she, she needs him to protect her because she won't get by in Gotham without him. And he's the, the protector and he will look after her if she lets him go. And she just comes out with, I'm not fucking scared of you. Yeah. And he just yeah. loses his power in that instant straight yeah. away. And I think even mm. Cassandra, who's, you know, they're clearly, you know, she's just a kid, you know, she's definitely never been in this type of situation before. Like even she's not even scared of him, you know, she's, you know, that, you know, that whole trick of, uh, it's like, he's yeah, not exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Just, he's just an annoyance that's just kind of holding her back there and yeah. everything like that. And yeah. And then I stole your rings. <laughs> yeah, you were talking about how villains deserve a good ending if they're going to be a good villain. His is great. great. <laughs> like he gets this awesome like whiplash kick off the pier, and this little and kind of sound he makes like when he realizes, and then he goes flying <laughs> yeah. off, and he goes bless splat all over the <laughs> like gore everywhere uh, for a moment. You're like, yeah, fuck him. Exactly. Oh, yeah, fuck here we go, gore. Yeah. Uh, what? Yeah, that's... here we go. <laughs> what? I thought you're gonna you're gonna uh, counter it. Do you not like it? <laughs> No, there was a good death scene, you know. I oh, mean, he's, cool. yeah, blown in half. What more can you ask for? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. What more do you want? Yeah. And it was, Completely uh, ignore him. Wasn't it something like he had a grenade in the... There was some, something that yeah, he thought... Yeah, he... stole a grenade earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so then also... he obviously she kept the, the... kept the ring, put right. the grenade in his yeah. pocket, right, right, right. booted him off the pier. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> nice. Yeah, exactly. All right, so let's wrap up the action, and then we've got one last bit, and we'll do the scores. Jesper, who's uh, who's kicking this uh, off? I'm going to go with Bjorn to kick this one off. All right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I <laughs> I mean, it's pretty clear that this movie is not one of my favorites, uh, but uh, the action scenes grew on me uh, for sure. So I think the reason I didn't like it in the beginning is just the movie had lost me by then and I wasn't invested anymore. But the second viewing, I was invested and... Uh, more so at least than the first viewing and i could enjoy them for what they are which is like good fun romp uh you know beat them up kind of like it's like in the funhouse scene you almost expect to pow wow you know <laughs> yeah, totally. appearing yeah. you know like that kind of that kind of style um so yeah it, it definitely has some good action scenes um but i guess my gripe is it's not really my kind of action that i like i like a bit more gritty a bit black more rain. realistic yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or black rain yeah <laughs> um but um so yeah my score is a 2.5 but Ooh. it went up from um it went you know, up <laughs> oh my god it went up from <laughs> probably a two but maybe a three but nah i need to be consistent here wow yeah, 2.5. <laughs> all, right. all right i think we need to lift it up a bit so dan 
Yeah. Don't let us down, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> the action in this film is slick, probably more than we're used to in the other last action hero films we've done, as I said earlier. Um, it's full of tight choreography and absolutely insane fun to watch uh, action set pieces. Um, I agree with the earlier comments about um, how it, the editing can make it feel like, you know, they've set everything up for one shot and then moved on and moved on and moved on. But I think it more than makes up for that and holds its own in just how absolutely bombastic and fucking full of chaos it is. I think the attention to detail is fantastic. Um, it's, you know, you'll definitely wince as well at some of these broken legs <laughs> and, and other parts. Uh, and just when the birds come together, I feel like, you know, the fact that they've given each of them, they've taken the time to give them the expression and their own fighting styles that really fit their characters. They understand these characters. Um, yeah, you know, I think like it's leading lady, this film is chaotic and a roaring good time. Uh, and the action scenes are just fucking great. So it's a five for me. Oof. Nice. So, Leon, you going to bring us down a bit? Uh, maybe a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, so little this bit. film, like, yeah, this film may not have the violence of Hard Boiled or the body count of Commando, but what this film does have is a shitload of gleeful joy in its action. There's roller derby, alley fights, drunk fights, police station raids, riot guns, choreographed kung fu, slow motion, broken bones, bowling balls, baseball bats, tip punches, hair pulling nut shots, a fun house, oiled up thugs and roller skates, all accompanied by a fun soundtrack and eventually wrapping up with an exploding bad guy. It's violent action channeled through the Powerpuff Girls. It's fucking brilliant. I'll give it a 4.5. Nice. Uh, wow. Yeah, I don't think that I can do much better than that. Um, I <laughs> I love the action here. Uh, it's been a long time since I've had so much fun in an action movie. Uh, and uh, I think uh, you mentioned, Leah, so the gleefulness uh, of it all, I think, is just fantastic. There's a lot of amazing moments, uh, you know, in there. So uh, I'm going on and on, but a five uh, for me. I love the action here. I thought it was really, really good fun. Nice. Man, we're getting some good scores yeah, coming yeah, out of this yeah. one. Better, better than I expected. Watch yeah. out, Mr. Jack Burton. <laughs> yeah. So, coming into the last category, let's wrap it up. We can be fairly succinct. I think we discussed most of it, but we'll go into our film category. All right, so to summarise the film, have we got any last comments that we think, you know, we haven't really gone into detail, but as a whole we should discuss? I would just like to call out Ooh, a look, couple... <laughs> two or three of you went, <laughs> like, yes, I do. <laughs> I just want to call out that, um, yeah, this is an action movie, but there's a lot of uh, great scenes that aren't really action, so uh, I think the uh, the travelling camera around Black Mask's uh, nightclub at, uh, at the start when Harley's out on a bender, I think it's just so much fun uh, to watch. Again, beautiful example of camera movement and choreography. Uh, Montoya kind of going through the restaurant crime scene um, and sort of the way it's changes color and you know um like all like just all the many changes uh, that happen i think are really really uh, amazing to look at it kind of gives it that you know grimy crime thriller aspect um of it um which actually fits in um, quite well um there there's at one point where it turns into an old uh, musical act um, which yeah. is, again really works well with harley's very saney um mind or or lack thereof or lack, lack of, of and then <laughs> again the egg and cheese sandwich uh, scene is like so I don't know there's just something about it amazing I, I love the callback right at the very end where Cassandra gets in the car and she's got her yeah sandwich. exactly like oh yeah, yeah. man that looks so good um, but yeah over to you guys nice I think for me the I don't know if it's part of like the because it's part of the, the Batman universe you know mm. I, I feel like the film has a lot to do with duality still and you know all the best Batman villains you know tend to have this mm. stuff um you know, and all the way through the film, you know, it's it's fun mixed with fucking really dangerous 
situations and abusive people yeah. you know right down to like her you know, her costumes and her styles you know all these like sort of complementary colors and everything and even in the music the way they mash up some of the the different songs and yes but you said about the uh, the musical number there you know to me it felt very much like um you know it, it's diamonds are a girl's best friend which is you know, Ma- you know marilyn monroe mm. mixed with almost this uh childish gambino sort of this is america it's like american dream meets american violence all thrown what do you together. know about this type of music <laughs> <laughs> that's it i just think there's a lot of duality in this film a lot of yeah. juxtaposition yeah. The, yeah the juxtaposition is great i love how like it's ultra violent but mm. silly and pink yeah. and green at the same time it's yeah yeah the juxtaposition of everything is wonderful really i also mm. like as well as it's it followed that trend of there was the joker film previously where they're taking established villains and trying to kind of humanize them and almost give them this anti-hero aspect and i think like if you look at the joker film it, it did that quite well as a, like a look at mental illness and everything but it's it's got quite a dour tone i think whereas this film mm. humanizes her in a way that a lot of people have gone through this experience so you, you can kind of relate to her more and it's just done in a kind of much more fun way you can just get on board with it it's fun yeah i I think what this film really benefits from and following on from that is i think too many like superhero and action films are like male dominated Mm. whether it's directed by or produced by or acted by and i think i think the the female perspective of everything in this film is so uplifting it Mm. just makes everything feel fresh like everything Mm. from the look to the feel to the attitude to the way they speak to each other to the way they fight that it doesn't need blood and gore everywhere it just doesn't need it it doesn't matter you get the point and i think that the female touch on this film i i fucking love Mm. like really really cool man yeah Yeah. agreed Mm. Um, yeah (laughs) yeah Maybe it's my time to kind of uh, get in here a little bit to explain. So I actually, you know, the first time I watched the film, you know, I I fucking hated it. It's like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. But then I usually watch the film, uh, you know, the first time just without taking any notes or anything, just watching it. And I don't know if it was my mood or what it was, but I started thinking why I didn't like this film. So in the second movie, obviously, the second viewing, I started taking notes and. And, and thinking about it. And, you know, at first I thought like, is it, is it because it's female led like that? I don't like it. But then I thought, well, but I like other female led action movies like Kill Bill or, or Alien for that matter. So it's not that, but I think it's just like, for me, I didn't feel like this was a film for me. Like, you know, yeah, like, because I'm not, um, very well vested into the, the DC universe. Um, mm-hmm. I'm seen really a lot. So a lot of the things were, was kind of, uh, confusing for me. Um, yeah. But then, yeah, but then it did grow, grow on me. So like the second view, viewing, I could enjoy it for what it was. And um, yeah, so I have, <laughs> I actually wrote a list why I didn't like this movie. <laughs> and then I have like... <laughs> are, are, so, are they bulleted? Do you want to go for it? Bullet bullet, yeah. So like, um, I don't feel like, uh, I feel like Harley Quinn is a good character, but you know, the film is called uh, Birds of Prey and, and uh, it's a very long title. I'm, I'm the Fantabulous Emancipation yeah, yeah. of One Harley Quinn. <laughs> yeah, I felt like... Although she is interesting, I don't, didn't feel like she's, for me, uh, interesting enough to carry the whole film. I felt like the focus was too much on her and not enough on the, on the team. And as I said in the beginning, I would have preferred like, that the, they had got the team together earlier and then maybe focused a bit more on their backstory. At least it would have been easier to follow for me. It does almost um, feel like the title is the wrong way around. Yeah. It should yeah, be yeah, yeah. Harley, Harley Quinn and, yeah, the, and, uh, and the Birds of Prey, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, spending too much time explaining uh, the backstory and flashbacks. Um, Just on the backstory, something I really did like about this film is they never mentioned the Joker or Joker. 
Mm. It's always Mr. J or the mm. J-Man. And I really liked that it was just like, we're not going to reference him. He Actually, doesn't Actually, that's one of my po- other points. No joke. Because <laughs> <laughs> ah, okay, yeah. I, like I would like to see him at least. Uh, but no, yeah, but, but it was you, Jared Leto. No point. one liked him, so you don't want to ah, see yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. The reason <laughs> no I don't think you could is because I think... Um, it would have taken the power away from it being a female-led mm. film. Like, mm. you suddenly have to rely on the man being here for it to be good, or for us to get it. And I think I, I, get that, I think yeah. it's an intentional move, like I said, not to reference the Joker, not to talk about the Joker, and I not think, having him here. Yeah. I think one of the problems with the films based around the Batman mythos is they always find a way to shoehorn in the Joker, and it takes over the film. And I think the fact mm. they didn't show him in this yeah. was the right move because it would yeah. have taken away from her in the same way in the scene at the end where they're on the motorbikes and they're flying through gotham it's the first action scene really that happens at night and i kept thinking like what the fuck's batman in all this yeah. you know mm. um but it wouldn't be right to have him come in because he would take over the whole thing yes yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly no. No, I, get, I, I get that yeah no that's 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 true and so you know yeah. we're not saying you're wrong but no 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 no, no, no. no, no, no just yeah. as another perspective for the podcast yeah like, uh, to, and just to be a little bit well contrary and like i do i mean i do get the female-led uh angle I felt like it could still be empowering to fem- to, to women um, without the sort of like I felt like it's a bit overly like every man is an asshole like there's yeah. you know like, I would agree like there's no no good men at all in this film like uh, for me that didn't quite sit right with me there is one you know? there's only one guy Doc. there's only one guy and it's the guy who makes the egg and cheese sandwich but you're right <laughs> the rest yeah. of them are yeah. absolute yeah. assholes like even the uh, you know the old guy she rents the you know she rents the flat mm-hmm. from uh, he yeah. you know he sells her out you know he's like mm-hmm. what a dickhead mm-hmm. um, but yeah. yeah you know that's... but fuck them it's not a film for them <laughs> like fuck the men yeah this is all yeah. about fucking Spice Girls, isn't it? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Spice Girls. On, yeah. Maybe on a slightly separate note, um, but I do think that this is quite an important one. Uh, so we spoke about this, um, uh, or we mentioned the Batman uh, animated series previously when we were talking about Tim Burton's uh, Batman. I think an interesting note well, here is that both Harley and Montoya, they were both created and introduced in uh, the Batman animated uh, series. Um, and I think the fact that both of them have become very important and very beloved characters in the DC universe, uh, Harley especially, I think that speaks volumes to the importance and legacy of that animated show and the impact it's had, not just on animation in general, but certainly also on, on the Batman universe uh, as a whole. Mm-hmm. So um, so yeah, if you ever get a chance to rewatch some of these original uh, episodes from the animated series, I would highly recommend you do so. There you mm-hmm. go. Nice. Nice. No, that's cool. That's good to know. Okay, look, I'll go wrap this section up. Yes, but over to you. The four of us need to give our score for this, and then we'll we'll total it. Total it using our trademark voodoo. Um, Okay, so uh, I'm going to nominate me to go first, um, just because. Um, So overall on this film, well, us action heroes, we love fun action movies. I think that's becoming quite apparent, and this action movie is fun. It's been a very long time since I've had so much fun uh, with an action movie. I went in, I went into this not knowing at all what to expect. Like, I had very little idea of, I mean, I know that Margot Robbie was in it, but apart from that, I didn't really know uh, anything else. So I was fully uh, entertained from start to finish. I love the action. I love the inventiveness of it, the saniness of it. Uh, Harley Quinn being this unreliable uh, narrator and just Harley herself. I think she's a great character and Margot Robbie totally, mm. you know, totally owns that. Um, There's so yeah. many fun running jokes uh, throughout. Um, and yes, the storytelling and the editing might be all over the place, but 
that's mm. but but that's because it's supposed to because this is Harley telling it uh, her way. It's all colorful violence. Uh, I think it's a real shame that this movie didn't become a bigger success because it really deserved it. It delivers on Agreed. the craziness that the original sewers the original Suicide Squad failed miserably at. Um, Mm. And it works as a pure Harley movie. And I think it also works quite well as an ensemble piece. Like, um, like it kind of feels like, yes, they each have their own arc and they could, you know, like Huntress and Black Canary, and they could easily have been in their own movie, uh, but all happening at the same time. It's just all happening to, you know, sort of come together in Harley's movies. And because she's telling the story, so it all makes sense. So why wouldn't it make, uh, so why wouldn't she make it about her? all of that combined, 4.5 for me. <laughs> Take a breath. <laughs> Leon, over to you. Nice, 4.5. Okay, um, j- I'd recommend we don't end on Bjorn just for now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this film is loads of fun. It takes a bit of settling in due to the pace and presentation of it all. But if you can get comfy, I think there's loads of vibrant style, action and fun dialogue to enjoy. Um, it's very pro-woman. Men are a bit shit. Girl power. Love it. Um, I want to hang out with the birds of prey. Okay. And I'm going to give it a 4.5, right? I really, really want to give this a five. But for me, it's actually let down by Ewan McGregor, almost solely just let down that half point by Ewan McGregor. Um, but it's a film that like leaves you on a high. And I fucking love a film that leaves you on a high. So 4.5. All right, Bjorn, let's mm. get it over with. All right. <laughs> let's get it over with. Thank you. Well, I said uh, a lot about uh, the problems I have with this film uh, earlier. But I mean, I think it boils down to that it, it just wasn't for me. Um, like a lot of the things that you say that you that you like it for, I dislike it for. Um, like I thought the editing, editing was confusing. It's not even pro bono. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't have a problem with that, but like, what or do maybe you have I do. A problem with? <laughs> <laughs> Let's do another podcast. But, um, I felt like the, there is something in this film that the, like uh, there, there's good scenes in it. And uh, I felt like it just the the middle part was weak to me. Like um, it's, it has a strong beginning. It sets up the, the Holy Queen uh, character. I felt like the the birds of prey in general. Uh, I would have liked to see more of them um, and um, a bit more like interaction there. Um, Huntress, you know, like she's not in, much in the film. I felt uh, Canary. She's you know pretty cool, but again, not not uh, would have liked to see more. Anyway. Um, what else? Um, no, I think, I mean, th- I think that's kind of, uh, encompasses. Uh, you wouldn't tell you like was reading it, would you? Sorry? <laughs> you wouldn't guess you were reading it. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm not. Gonna... <laughs> no, but like, I actually had a problem. Like I, I really wanted to know why I disliked it. And, and, uh, I, th- I think it's, it's boils down to that. Yeah. Like, do you know what, where not, you yeah. said it's not for me. Mm-hmm. I think that's totally fucking valid. Yeah. And yeah, you know, my, so. like, you know, possible spoiler for future if we watch them, it's when I talk about Marvel, mm-hmm. it's just not for me. I just can't fucking yeah. get down with those MCU films. Yeah. I think they it might be great. Yeah, it might be that. Yeah. I think that there's a valid point there beyond that, you know, unless you know that the character of Harley Quinn, like if, like if you, like if you don't know her beforehand, that she is this crazy, yeah. samey character and then, you know, she is this, mm. you know, well, head case, then you're right. Then the way the story is being told and the way that she is yeah. wouldn't really make much sense. So I would, yeah, yeah. So, you know, I can see that uh, for sure. 
Yeah, I knew of the characters, but I had, hadn't watched any of the Suicide Squad. Ah, okay, yeah. um, so I think that probably, you know, is why it made me so confused on the first viewing. Yeah. Anyway, so, the, school, uh, man, where are you going? Yeah, I'm, I'm wrapping up. Um, That's right. So, although I wouldn't probably watch this again, uh, I would probably watch a sequel and see if they could, mm -hmm. you know, improve on the on some things. So anyway, my score is is a two. Oh, two. I hope I hope they do get a sequel. Yeah, it would be yeah. nice. I really hope they get a sequel. Yeah. Um, Dan? Dan. So, Birds of Prey is the kick-ass female super team the modern screen was waiting for. Uh, I think. It takes a well-known villain, puts them front and centre, and humanises them in a way that makes them relatable to just about everybody. Um, apart, whole, from <laughs> apart from Bjorn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, look, I, mean, it's, I think it's a, fifth, it's a very Marmite film, I think, if you look at yeah, uh, yeah, I guess so. the scores. Yeah. I think there's a whole lot of fun to be had with this film. Um, each of its leading ladies is given time to shine, gives you a reason to get behind them. You know, they're all relatable. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're doing so well. Um, but I also think, you know, on surface value, there's it's you know it's brash, it's bold, it's fun, and you know there's a lot of fun to be had. But on a couple of viewings, actually, you find that it's got a, a couple of layers to it as well. Um, it's got a good eye for detail, and it has something to say about toxic masculinity and abusive relationships, which I think is quite essential. It's loud, it's chaotic, it's funny, uh, and I also agree with Jesper that it's a shame this film um, didn't do as well as it did. Um, it, world events, obviously, the start of the pandemic, mm. meant it flew under the radar. So oh, <laughs> fire today. Uh, <laughs> it was actually, it was beaten by Sonic, right? So, yeah. <laughs> was it really? Uh, yeah. I think so, yeah. I think, yeah, cinemas had stopped, you know, people stopped going to the cinema when this released, which yeah. was an absolute shame. And I think because mm. of that, people didn't see it the way it was intended and uh, it missed out a bit, which is a real shame. Mm. Um, but yeah, given that, um, I'd give the film a 4.5. Nice. Cool. All right. Okay, so there we have it. Our Harley Quinn episode is almost over and our fantabulous scores are about to be calculated. Most importantly, we need to know where Harley and her Birds of Prey will rank in our ultimate action hero leaderboard. Bjorn, hit me with a soundbite. But I need to know, was it any good? And we are back. So, having started our new leaderboard with season two of this podcast, we currently have only four action heroes in the standing at the moment. And they are in fourth position. We have Val and Earl from Tremors with 51 points. In third position, we have Lilu and Corbin Dallas from The Fifth Element. They are on 54.5 points. In second place is Tequila Yen from Hard Boiled. He's on 75.5 points. And then in first, with a massive 83 points, we have Jack Burton from Big Trouble in Little China. So where do we think Harley Quinn has come in this, what will now be the top five? My man is number two. Good, so I can... <laughs> number two? I'm hoping for number two. two. I don't think it's a one. Yeah. Okay. So Harley Quinn is coming in with a drum roll, please. <laughs> nice. 80 points, 80 points. which puts her in second wow. place second directly place. behind wow. Jack Burton. Hey. Oh, wow. If Bjorn hadn't been such a shit, she'd have been <laughs> <in> top. <laughs> Gotta do my part. And that's it. Um, that's I, I really score. enjoyed that, that one. Really good fun. Yeah. yeah. That was a good one, yeah. I had so much fun with that film. Really love yeah. Harley Quinn. She may not be on top of Jack Burton, which is totally yeah. fine, but I'm psyched that she's oh, at yes. the top. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And awesome. just that metric yeah. of would you watch the film again? I'd happily go and watch it. Oh now. yeah, yeah. Like, definitely. Oh, it's man. just fun. Mm. I, I don't remember if I said this in the film bit, but it's actually one of the few films we've watched where, honestly, every time I've watched it, I've liked it a bit yeah. more. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah maybe I should give it another happens. viewing. I'm actually going to go back. Give it another six or seven. I'm actually going to go back and watch it. Uh, maybe even tonight or um, or you know uh, this weekend specifically for that. Yes, bro. I think you've said that every yes, episode. I'm sure I have. <laughs> um, but now I really want to go back and see in the funfair uh, bit to to you know get into like what Dan was saying about you know the duality of it and everything yeah. like that. I think that's a. To, well, yeah. basically to see if he's just, you know, talking bollocks uh, or, or if he's actually there. <laughs> I've got to make myself sound good on this podcast somehow. <laughs> we'll cut that bit out if you were talking <laughs> shit. <laughs> um, yeah, so Jack Burton followed by Harley Quinn and that's the episode done. Who is picking our next film, that's, please? That's me, I believe. Um, yeah. So I'm if gonna... it's Black Rain again, you <laughs> <fuck> <laughs> <me>. <laughs> No, but uh, it's another two-word two uh, film. Oh. Um, so Red I'm going <laughs> to... I'm going to take us uh, back to basic and we're going to cover uh, the uh, Vietnam War veteran John Rambo in First Blood. <gasps> oh, oh, shit, and son. The reason <laughs> I picked this film is I do believe some of you haven't seen it. Yeah, I've got a confession. I've never seen Rambo. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, just for the fact that Dan hasn't seen Rambo, we're going to do Rambo. Are we doing this uh, the first so good. I think we should do First, first Blood, Blood and then... Maybe like just to see because it's a big change from first blood to second first blood for two. Uh, maybe yeah. watch the second blood as well if if you we'll, feel well, inclined. Let's watch one of those in the future. Yeah, yeah. first because I think first blood yeah. is yeah. good. Yeah. Start, it's, man. it's a good yeah. film. It's not even a Rambo film at this stage, yeah. is I'm it? I'm psyched by yeah. this one. I'm looking forward to this. This is going to be good. It's going to be yeah, good. me too. Yeah, I've always been kind of intrigued to watch this and never got around to it. So yeah, mm. I'm, oh, Union for Truth. Yeah, it's cool. a, yeah, it's a, it's a good one. Yeah, I agree. All right, and with that, look, um, once again, if you could please give us a little, I was going to say a vote, what is it? Like a rating, comment on a podcast yeah. channel. Yeah, that'd be appreciated. <laughs> you can find us on our social channels. I'm not going to go through them, but we'll leave the info there if you want it. And thank you to you guys for joining me on the Birds of Prey You're episode. Welcome. Load of fun. That was cool. cool. Until next time. All right. Or enough. Let's go blow shit up. <laughs> <laughs> See ya.